0: Welcome to the Keep Watching Podcast, where we decide what to watch so you don't have to. I'm Sarah. And I'm James. And today, we're going to be talking about the first two episodes of the new Obi-Wan Kenobi show. So, James, what is your relationship to Star Wars?
1: Okay, before before we get into the show today, I have a story uh-huh. about okay. a listener of the podcast. Oh. So we have a mutual friend who's mm-hmm. also a listener of the podcast yeah and they were listening to the podcast at home and then their wife came over and was like oh what are you doing and they were like oh i'm listening to a podcast and then they started talking about how their wife had never listened to a podcast before okay. so he was just like he was just like oh listen to this podcast
0: we <laughs> <Clear> were <laughs> so- <laughs> very first podcast
1: yeah 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 so she's listening to it and she's like 10 minutes in and she's our friend too but we know the the husband more but he comes over and he's like oh how do you like it so far and she was like oh i can really relate to this guy i've also never been to a concert <laughs> and then our friend's like wait th- you don't realize that that's james and sarah <laughs> <laughs> so somehow she listened to us talk for 10 minutes and didn't know that it was us which is incredible
0: hey i could relate to that because once we were playing Fortnite or something with somebody one of our friends who always records what he's playing so that way if something cool happens he can post it somewhere or whatever and then he sent me a clip of something afterwards and i was like who is this woman he's playing with i've I thought I knew all his friends, and it turns out it was me. So, you know, I forgive her for not recognizing <laughs> us.
1: Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. I think she, she like, restarted the podcast after she figured out it was us. <laughs> <She> <laughs> took it all to, at a whole different perspective after that.
0: Yeah, that probably <laughs> changes something. That's
1: good. All right, how about you tell me what your relationship was with Star Wars is first?
0: Oh, okay. Um I think I have always loved Star Wars. Like, it was just part of my childhood growing up. There was never a big surprise, oh no, Vader is his dad moment. That was just always in my head. I don't know when I first figured that out. The prequels came out when I was young enough to not be annoyed at them. And Mm -hmm. some of my favorite video games growing up were Star Wars games. Like, Knights of the Old Republic is, like, the best game ever. Um, and I enjoyed the new trilogy of movies for what they are. They have their flaws, but that's fine. And I've been really enjoying a lot of the extra TV content that has been made.
1: Yeah, my my experience is really similar, actually. I, uh, we had the, uh, New Hope, like, v- VHS growing up.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: I definitely saw 5 and 6 when I was... Episode five and six when i was younger but i definitely didn't see them as much as i saw episode four and then i was also young enough when the sequels came out to enjoy them and not see like all the silly stuff that you see once you're an adult <laughs> and then uh and then i really enjoyed the prequel movies for what they were and just ignored all the <laughs> the stuff i didn't like <laughs> or whatever yeah uh, and yeah, I've also watched a lot of the TV content that you that we're going to get into as we go through Obi Wan and uh try to explain all these connections that maybe some people that have only seen the movies um might not know about.
0: Oh, and once I ran a D&D game that was set in the Star Wars universe and you were one of the players and we didn't yeah. finish, but it was a good time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. After playing that star wars D D. it was like when i watched especially with these tv shows it's like they just feel like like a D session sometimes <laughs> whereas like some of these especially if like we're gonna get into like the rebels animated series mm-hmm. and that entire series is basically like like there's a party of like different people and they are just like working together on odd jobs like, yeah. a lot of the episodes. There's, like, an overarching plot, but, like, a lot of the episodes are just, like, one-off, like, little missions that you would have, like, in a and d game.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: So, episode one. We're, we're going to go through episode one and two. Mostly, we're going to, okay, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go through episode one in its entirety. And then, I think it gets a little, like, spoilery. If we talked about like everything in episode two, it's it's not as important about setting up the show in episode two, but there are a few things in episode two that I'd like to talk about. And then as of right now, there is an episode three out, which we both watched. And Mm -hmm. there are a few things I want to talk about that as well, but I think they're getting into like the heavier spoilers of the show that will, so we're going to put talk about episode three in the, after the closing song of the show. Sounds good. But the reason we're talking, we are going to talk about one and two as the majority of the podcast is because that's how Disney Plus dropped Obi One. They dropped episode one know. and two at, on the same day, and then every episode out of that is being released weekly. So yeah, episode one of Obi One Kenobi opens up with a montage of oh yeah this, the prequel movies.
0: They straight up went previously on Star Wars and then recapped the entire prequel trilogy.
1: Yeah, it was kind of epic. If you if you have any like fondness for the prequel movies, it was kind of like kind of epic. Actually, is that how you felt, or do you think it was silly?
0: Well, it it felt weird because they have not done anything like that for any of the other shows. So to suddenly be like. Oh, here, do you remember Star Wars? Felt a little weird. Um, But it was a decent recap of stuff. It skipped enough of the silly stuff and, you know, got to the core stuff that was important. So it was was a pretty good recap.
1: Yeah, I think they touched on a couple of key points that are probably going to come up in the show. Mm -hmm. Even if they haven't come up yet. But um, I actually want to talk about, like, now that you're older... With the with the prequel movies, it, like I'm sure you've watched them again since you were younger, right?
0: It's been a long time since I've watched them. Okay, I think the actually I think I rewatched them when we did our D and D campaign because like it was sort of set in between prequels, and I was just brushing up on stuff. Um, so that's been a lot of years, but it was a little rougher to watch then. Yeah, definitely. Okay,
1: but I've I've had conversations with you where you've complained about things in the prequels, right?
0: It is fair. For a long time before Disney bought Star Wars, I kept saying there are only 3 Star Wars movies. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: I actually I I after I think I talked to you and a couple other people like I did go back and rewatch them and I get the like all the hate for episode 1, I now understand. <laughs> it's like okay. it's like a like an ultra kids movie like to the point of ridiculousness cut in certain ways. But I am a big Hayden Christensen. Is it Hayden Christensen or Christian Hayden? I always get
0: it. I think it's Hayden Hayden Christensen. Christensen. I think I always have me doubting myself. I,
1: I think it is too. I like say it the wrong way sometimes, but um, I'm like a big defender of him in these movies. Really? And I don't think you are right
0: honestly like i think the second one is worse than the first movie the fact oh my. that she has better chemistry with a child than with him speaks a lot for that second oh wow movie. that is
1: harsh okay <laughs> okay one is like i was talking about this somewhat recently with somebody it's like number the first one is like a lot of like it's a lot of like slapstick comedy that leads them mm-hmm. to like winning the battles which is like why as an adult when you watch it it's it's very silly like yeah. Jar Jar stumbling his way and beating everybody, and then Anakin like accidentally flying a ship and blowing up the whatever, like the mothership or whatever it was. I don't remember every, all the details, but yeah, I understand why it's like, wow, this is very much a kids movie. But what? Okay, what's the hate? What's the hate for Hayden Christensen? Then
0: just uh, his performance in that movie. I can't say his acting overall. I have not sought out other movies elsewhere. I'm sure he's fine. But in that one in particular, it's just it's very stilted and just so like I do not believe that he has any feelings about her at all. It's it's awkward and it's probably the script's fault, too, because it, he's got a lot of creepy lines of just like, oh, so obsessed with you. And oh, I don't I don't like it. I've also, though, learned recently that they had to redo all of the talking for the whole movie because like some new equipment they were using was really noisy and they couldn't use any of the audio from when they were actually acting out the movie so maybe that has some impact on it too just
1: only for maybe. episode two um you would hope it's like one of the movies <laughs>
0: it's definitely in the second movie i don't know if it's for the other two as well
1: okay so you're it's specifically like the Anakin Padme stuff that you're that you hate yes. the most. Okay. Yes. So okay, I I'm a defender of this because okay. the whole idea about being a Jedi is like you have no attachment, right? To right. people or whatever. And this is like the struggle of the movie for him, where he's like I'm not supposed to have feelings, but I'm having Mm -hmm. feelings. Right. And I don't know like how an actor, I don't know how you would act that. (laughs) Like what, like what, what thing in real life would you like think about to be like, okay, this is how I would be in this scenario. So I don't know. I feel like the portrayal of like how Anakin is in those movies, like kind of makes sense to me from that perspective. Like it, it's hard to follow his logic and, like, why he's saying the things he's saying at times. But it's like, but wh- what would I be saying in his scenario? Like, I don't know. I don't no, know. 100%,
0: like... you know what would solve this? You get some gay people in this to either write the script or act it. Because, like, gay folks grow up going, mm, I'm not supposed to feel this way. What's happening? That's how you fix that.
1: Uh, it's different. i. It's, it's different,
0: but I think that's the closest you're going to get.
1: Yeah, it is, like, somehow... It is, like, similarly, like, religious-based, kind of, like, making you feel like the way you feel is not the way you should be feeling. So, I guess it's similar.
0: And uh, if if you want to get into my Star Wars hot take, like, the Jedi are actually bad guys. Like... The fact oh, that they yeah. take all these kids away from their parents and go, you cannot have feelings or attachments or any human connection. Like, that's some abusive nonsense.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Give, give Christian Haderson a break. <laughs> Hating <Hayden> Christensen. <laughs> give Christian Hadison a break here. Like, this, I don't know. I, it, I will say, like, some the scenes with him and Padme are, like, cringe at times, but I don't know. I, I didn't think they were, like, so bad that I was like, wow, this guy ruined the movies. you know that's uh that's at least what i feel like i hear from people sometimes
0: i mean the movies had greater problems overall too but like that one's the one that i latch on to the most
1: really i love the all the palpatine and um like controlling both sides of the war i actually think it's like a super interesting adult theme that's interesting like in the movies (laughs) i think it's pretty good
0: but I think you get into the more interesting part of that concept in the Clone Wars cartoon, rather than in the movies themselves.
1: You get to see the granularity of it, like battle to battle, in the Clone Wars cartoon. But yeah, maybe I'm maybe I'm give, maybe I'm like getting all the stuff confused. But I don't know. I don't I don't hate two and three. I actually think I actually really like episode three. I think, if I remember correctly. All right. Speaking of episode three, we'll move on. We'll move on from this. <laughs> but in the in the flashback they have like my favorite my favorite lines in like the history of cinema oh well i'm being jokingly a little bit but i actually i laugh every time i see this in the movie the yeah. scene where right before obi-wan like slices anakin up in the, on the fire <laughs> planet
2: yeah
1: obi-wan listen to this line obi-wan says it's over anakin i have the high ground and then Anakin, Anakin's <laughs> response is you underestimate my power. <laughs> I love this.
0: He's on a little like hover thing, right? He could just hover away. Like there's no way in which this is finished uh, based on Obi-Wan's positioning. The more
1: you think about it though, the better this line is. It's like it seems like such like a troll line that like <laughs> some writer put in for like mm-hmm. this epic conclusion to their battle but like if you like look at it from a pr- the perspective that like obi-wan's like you know it'll really piss him off i'll tell him it's <laughs> over because i have the high ground and then anakin just loses his shit and is like are you kidding me Absolutely. and then he he tries to do like a quadruple black flip over the top of Obi Wan's head it's and just like i'm like, gonna jump and so like, high and it forces him to do something like ridiculous and he gets his arms sliced, three of his limbs like sliced off.
0: Absolutely tilted.
1: It's an incredible mind game that Obi wan plays in this moment. <laughs> I love it. I love that line, and I love that they put it in the uh, the recap oh, of the episode. It's
0: iconic at this point. Yeah. Oh,
1: I love those that line so much. It makes me laugh every time when he says, "You underestimate my power." <laughs> my <laughs> oh my god! Jumps. Yeah, and the um, the only other key thing I think is the. The end of the recap is the uh, the setup of um, Yoda as, like, given, supposedly has given Obi-Wan, like, instructions on some sort of training so that he can try to talk to Qui-Gon, his former master. All right, you want to get into the, yes. the actual episode, not the recap? Yes. Okay.
0: With a note that we do actually, in fact, like Star Wars, I feel like up to this oh, point yeah. it might sound like we don't.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it sounds like you don't. Okay. That's... I've said I, I've enjoyed everything. Before we get to like the time period that the rest of the uh, series is going to take place on, we get mm-hmm. a. I guess it's like kind of a flashback, but it's like the flashback to start the series, which is just it's it's the Order sixty six is like in action or has just mm-hmm. started, and there's like a Jedi who's like defending a bunch of little kid Jedi, yeah, and then she gets killed, and then... she she somehow, she somehow, like, gets killed, but also kills the last guy that's trying to kill her simultaneously. Like, a yeah. double, Like they kill each other. So mm-hmm. there's no threats for the kids after, after yeah, they just have the escape. Jedi guys. Yeah, and then the five kids who I don't... I I don't think we're supposed to, like, think that they're going to be, like, showing up later, are we?
0: I don't think so. But now I wish I had, like, paid attention to what kids they are, because essentially, like... We're going to get into Inquisitor territory, and they're meant, they're like four sensitive people who hunt down other four sensitive people. So, like, the implication might be these kids got caught and became Inquisitors, but now I don't remember if they look like any of the Inquisitors we saw or not.
1: Okay, yeah, I was wondering that. Okay, when we get to the Inquisitors, I'm going to need you to do some deeper explaining. Sure. I, I think I kind of get what they are, but at the same time, I don't feel confident. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, these kids are like, what should we do? And it was like, we should run. And then I guess the idea is that like four sensitive people are still on the run. Even after order 66 was executed.
0: We're we're 10 years down the line. And like, that is still true. Like Jedi yeah. still are being hunted.
1: Okay. Yeah. So we, we go quick from that short scene to, we jump 10 years in the future and we're on Tatooine and there's a ship. There's a, a ominous ship landing. And these people dressed in Vader. They're like Vader-like outfits without the helmet, right? You would say?
0: Your classic um, emo Sith robe situation going yeah. on.
1: But these are the Inquisitors. Yes. Okay, tell, explain to me what Inquisitors are.
0: Okay, so after the whole Order 66 thing went down, right? I think Vader was in charge of like hunting down the rest of all the the jedi so with the sith there's usually like there's this rule where there's only two like there's a master and there's apprentice but like there's a whole bunch of other like force sensitive people who are also dicks and would also like to be Sith. (laughs) so like those folks get recruited to be inquisitors or some you know nice force sensitive people get captured, and it's like, well, you can either die or you can become an Inquisitor and go hunt down other Force-sensitive people. Um, I think they first show up in the Rebels animated uh, series, which is super good. And and yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. There's a Grand Inquisitor who's in charge of um, a bunch of them. We're never really sure how many they are. Um, they have this weird, cool, spinny lightsaber in the cartoon, which... I don't think it's going to show up here because the helicopter move that they do in that show is a little too unrealistic for our live action stuff. But
1: you don't think we're going to uh, get that.
0: I don't think so. Oh, okay.
1: I've, well, I've never
0: been a big fan of the helicopter move. Like the physics don't make any sense. It's the
1: it's just the it's just the like the the handle apparatus that's attached to the lightsaber. It's nothing like it's not the lightsaber itself. That's like breaking the laws of physics.
0: Well, it's the part where they, like, use it, they jump up, and then use it to kind of fly away. I'm fine with oh, it spinning around and being cool like that's that.
1: That's just being cool, I think. They're just using <laughs> force jumps, and then they're not helicoptering oh, with lights. I don't know.
0: I rewatched one episode <laughs> the other day, and it was full on just like, oh, Mary Robin style flying, and it was, it
1: was too much. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't remember that, but okay.
0: But when they are just spinning around during a fight, they're kind of cool.
1: Okay. So the, so there's multiple paths to becoming an Inquisitor. Like, it's not just, like, it's not just, like, uh, a force sensitive person who the Jedis didn't get to.
0: There is, there is a program that, like, breaks you down and, like, turns you into one of these terrible people if you're not already inclined to oh, be a dick. Oh, there is? Okay. Like, yeah, I think there is some stuff that says, like some of the kids might have gotten captured during that the Order 66 stuff, and they went, okay, right into the old training situation. Um, I think in Clone Wars, the Clone Wars cartoon, um, towards the end, there is a part where like Yoda has to save a bunch of younglings um, who were going to get hunted down by um, oh, I forget, one of the Sith people. And the idea was that they were probably going to get put into this program preemptively to like be raised up to be a uh, mini Sith that aren't quite powerful enough to reach the top tier.
1: Okay. I think I get it. I also don't think I fully get it, but The <laughs> it important really part matter.
0: is they're there to hunt down force sensitive people because the empire can't have them running around.
1: Yeah. All I really need to know is these are new bad guys. That's, that's basically, <laughs> we get to learn that yeah. really fast. If you even if you never knew who these Inquisitor people were, they're the new they're new bad guys. Mm-hmm. So there's three of them. There's yeah. the Grand Inquisitor, who's like mm-hmm. in the middle when he comes out, and then there's a guy who kind of looks like a hammerhead shark. Yes, but it's like a helmet that looks like a shark. Um, and he is the
0: I think he's fifth, fifth brother. brother,
1: fifth brother. Yeah. They all have, so there's a Grand Inquisitor, and then they all have these like. Number denomination followed by brother or sister. Yes. And the the third one is the third sister, and but she actually has a name, Reva. Yes. We have to get a name for her, which
0: I don't is know an indicator
1: why. <laughs> that she's going to be like a bigger deal later yes. on. I think. Yeah. Um. I I actually at first I thought the uh the fifth brother was um Benedict Wong. From uh, oh, Doctor Strange. I thought it was yeah. him, but so I looked it up and it was a- it's actually the uh the like Asian guy from the Fast and Furious franchise. Oh if yeah, you remember him. You I have, do not. You,
0: okay.
1: I'm a big Fast and Furious fan, so that was actually cool to see him. He's got like in the the character has like blue like makeup on. So you can't really yeah. tell who they were, but I was like, I recognize this voice or something, yeah.
3: hmm
1: So that was I thought that was cool. So they're going to walk into this, like, pub when they land in this town on Tatooine, and they basically just, like, they just start, like, threatening. We don't think like exactly what they're doing, but they're basically, like, threatening the barkeep in, a, in attempts to basically, like, draw out whatever Jedi they think is in the area
0: they heard rumors and they're like yeah you probably like he's probably here because he helped you out and you're giving him a safe space to hang out
1: yeah so they're they're basically using like the kindness of the jedis to like find them so they're basically like threatening to hurt people in front of them
0: yeah they love this line jedi hunt themselves which is basically like they're gonna put people in danger and jedi are gonna out themselves by trying to save them but this whole time, I was just imagining being someone in that bar just with, like, noise-canceling headphones on and not really realizing the menacing <laughs> situation behind yeah. where you're just, like, jamming.
1: That, yeah. That would have be been great. great. <laughs> yeah. So, the the Grand Inquisitor and, I would say, the Fifth Brother are kind of, like, they're more chill. Like, they 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 have, like, the real, like, the bad guy vibe on the show, but they're, like, using their words to get what they want, kind of, when they interrogate people yes. but the, so the grand new wizard is like talking to the the bar owner for a good while and then reva the third sister she just gets impatient she takes out a knife and just throws it straight straight at the guy's head
0: she is hella aggressive yeah and i think i love her like she's just great.
1: yeah i mean i don't uh, she's like she's like pure the like pure evil like this is gonna this is gonna be the bad guy the newest mm-hmm. like big bad guy in the show But the knife, so the knife, like, stopped right in front of the guy's face because someone in the bar has, someone in the bar stopped it.
0: Okay, this Jedi is a dumbass because all you need to do is just, like, (laughs) divert it it. so it doesn't hit him. (laughs) You're spoiling. (laughs) Okay, Okay, well, you were spoiling it.
1: You thought this was going to be Obi-Wan, right? Um. You didn't think it was going to be Obi-Wan, like, right from the start? I was like, oh, shit, it's not Obi-Wan. That's, like, I was, like, not expecting to see other Jedi in this, so... Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I guess maybe I just wasn't as prepared as you were, but I was like, well, I was oh. just
0: thinking it's too early for this kind of like immediate conflict with Obi-Wan.
1: I just thought, I just thought they were trying to draw out Obi-Wan right away.
0: Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the vibe they were going for.
1: It's a different Jedi. So okay, what were you going to yes. say about him?
0: Well, he like, instead of just like diverting the knife, so it doesn't hit this guy in the face, he like stops it. So it's like hovering right in front of his face, which means he has to like, concentrate and keep his hand like pointed at it and that's how she finds him but if he had just like bopped it away he could have gone back to being chill and she wouldn't have found him it's so dumb <laughs>
1: well you're 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 pretending like you know how to use the force and you're like oh if i know how to use the force this is what i'd be doing <laughs> like what the hell
0: well it's got to be easier to just like move something a little bit on its way somewhere okay. hold it in space like okay no no this guy does not know how to jedi you're
1: you're burying this guy man dang he
0: was dumb and that's how he got caught
1: dude i this jedi saved this man's life and i appreciate that
0: i mean yes but he could have done it better
1: yeah so this they they stuff him out because they see him using the force basically and okay there's a there's a moment here i don't know if you heard this when they're like talking to him real fast and they're and they're like the Grand Inquisitor and the Fifth Brother, they want to get like information out of him.
2: Mm-hmm. Basically.
1: And he's like he has this line where he says like you'll never find us uh, like that. And then the yeah. and then the Reva like takes out her lightsaber and like is about to kill him until the Grand Inquisitor like stops her. But she he like doesn't finish his sentence, but I think he's saying Ahsoka. Oh, really? I think I think ah. this guy's saying you'll never find Ahsoka. Like I don't think he's saying Obi-Wan. I don't
0: I just thought he said you'd never find us, like there are more Jedi somewhere and oh, you're not going to find them.
1: That's possible. It sounded like he was about to say Ahsoka.
0: I feel like that might just be wishful thinking because I too want everything to be about Ahsoka, but I don't know. I thought he said us.
1: Regardless, let's use this time to tell people about Ahsoka.
0: You mean the best character in all of Star Wars. Yes.
1: For people that have only seen the movies. And maybe haven't checked out. out the Disney Plus. Any of the animated series. Or the Disney Plus. Uh, live action series content. Sarah's going to tell you who Ahsoka is.
0: Okay. So the Clone Wars animated series. Is amazing. You're going to watch the first episode. And you're going to think this is too kitty and silly. I can't get through it. But I promise you. You get through that first season. And you're going to get. Some of the best that Star Wars has to offer. Ahsoka is Anakin's Padawan during the Clone Wars. And she goes through this great character arc of like, trying real hard to, you know, graduate and be a full Jedi. And stuff happens and she leaves the Jedi Order and she's real independent and just is like, fuck all this good and evil nonsense. She's great.
1: She's your favorite. She
0: should be everyone's
1: favorite
0: (laughs) Star Wars character.
1: I do really like Rey from the sequels, sequel movies. But for, like,
0: similar sort of reasons.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, and even, like, Anakin, to some degree, before he becomes Vader, has this coolness to him. More in the Clone Wars series, I would say, than um, than the movies. But it's basically like, oh, okay, the Jedi's take you into their religious... Practices or whatever, Mm -hmm. and they teach you all this cool force stuff, and they teach you a bunch of cool stuff, but then they also like make it so you're not allowed to have attachment to things and all these other rules that are it's like kind of similar to religions in real life, in my opinion, where it's like they do teach you good values, but then add on these kind of like conditions that may or may not make sense. And when a Jedi starts to question these things that don't really make sense the more they think about them. That's when I start to like Jedi. Like that's when they start to become cool. Mm-hmm. So Ahsoka meets this criteria. I think Ray meets this criteria. Yeah. And even like, I really like like old man Luke from episode eight oh,
3: <laughs> of yeah, the
1: movies. Yeah. Like, cause he's like, he's gotten to the point where he's like the Jedi let the freaking Sith take over at the height of the powers. Like, do not praise these people. <laughs> like, yeah. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> so he's still like. He knows all the cool stuff that the Jedi taught him. But he's like. Yeah. They're not all great. And that's what makes the Jedi cool in my opinion.
0: Yeah. I 100% agree. Would now be the time where I talk some more about how the Clone Wars is amazing. Or shall I wait? Uh, go ahead. Okay. So the Clone Wars I would say. Um completely validates the prequels. Like anything you were lacking in the prequels, Clone Wars more than makes up for it. So you've got Darth Maul, who was like an excellent setup for a villain, but then dies in Phantom Menace. Surprise, he does not. He, he comes back with various kinds of robot legs and he is an amazing villain in Clone Wars. Um, Grievous is actually kind of badass in the Clone Wars. And then you find out like he just got some sort of lung damage right before the third movie and that's why he sounds like a you know asthmatic chicken in that movie. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> it makes it makes so much more sense. Um there are some great characters that you're going to see in the shows that just came out like Bo-Katan shows up in the Mandalorian, Cad Bane just came out in um the Boba Fett show. Um again, Ahsoka is amazing. I'd say the last two episodes of the Clone Wars, I think, are my favorite of all Star Wars. And that, like, takes place right when Order 66 is sent out. But it's from the perspective of Ahsoka, who is um, on a ship with a whole bunch of clone troopers who, over these seasons, you've seen her, like, bond with. And they care about each other. And they're transporting Maul back to um, Coruscant for reasons that are not important right now. And then that order comes in and they turn on her and it is devastating. And she has to try to fight out of this ship against people she cares about and doesn't want to kill them. But, like, at a certain point, like, it's her or them and it is emotional and beautiful and you're missing out on the best of Star Wars if you've not seen it.
1: Yeah, you really you really like the final season of Clone Wars.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is, it is amazing, especially those last two episodes. Like, it's, it's beautiful.
1: Because they did a thing with Clone Wars where, like, the first six seasons kind of came out.
0: A while ago, yeah. Like, before Disney bought everything.
1: Yeah, and then they came back years later and made a, a seventh season. Yes. Which more hyper-focused on Ahsoka. More yes. than, even more than the, the first six seasons.
0: And it really just brought it up to that point of the part where the actual war ends, you know, and the, the end of Revenge of the Sith. So everything sort of, like, is encapsulated properly. Oh, it's yeah. so good. Yeah, Go watch it immediately if you haven't.
1: Yeah. Some people may have seen the Solo movie and had not watched Clone Wars. I bet there's a oh, ton of yeah. people who like that. And at the end of the Solo movie... Solo's like love interest, who's like part of some sort of Star Wars mafia, is just like from the perspective of somebody who hasn't seen Clone Wars, is just like randomly now talking to Darth Maul.
0: Yeah, it makes no sense if you haven't seen this. Yeah, stuff.
1: and if you haven't watched Clone Wars, I I don't know exactly the tie-in, but I think what it is is that there's a point in time in Clone Wars where. Behind the scenes, he becomes, like, the super mafia boss of all these different, um, like, underground, like, spice runners and different, different like, types of mafia. But behind the scenes, he's actually like, the leader of all of them. Yeah. So I think that is the tie-in in Solo that, like, whatever mafia gang that Solo's love interest is part of he's actually like the super boss and somehow she's important enough that she gets to talk to maul directly i don't know why that's the case but um star wars does this thing that i kind of like where they make like so many different characters to the point that like i don't actually think they know for sure which characters people are gonna like and not like (laughs) (laughs) so when they like made darth maul for episode one people were like, oh, that's a really cool character after they kind of, like, started releasing the images of him and stuff. And then they kill him in, in the episode. I mean, he got yes. killed, right? Like, yeah. he'd get... But they do this thing where, and then the people were like, wow, you killed, like, the coolest part of the movie.
0: And they're just like, oops.
1: They're, so they later on in, like, Clone Wars, they're just like, okay, sorry. And now he's back to life. It's just like, yep. I don't mind that. I, I, I respect that. And they do the yeah. same thing with Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Which, in ep- in episode six, he falls into the... the
0: Sarlacc pit.
1: Definitely, he's supposed to be dead. And oh, yeah. when the time that movie was made, he's supposed to be dead. But, you know, what is it, like 40 years later, they're like, you know <laughs> what? Let's pretend he didn't die and make a, a TV show out of it. And mm-hmm. I really liked it. Regardless of whether you think it's silly that they just brought a character back to life, I, I really liked it.
0: Yeah, I loved it. Star Wars is not afraid to slap some robot parts on a person and and trot them back out. It's fine.
1: Yeah. Where were we? Okay, back to the (laughs) Obi-Wan.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) There's so so much cool stuff. There's so much cool stuff that is probably... You don't have to, like, absorb it before you watch Obi-Wan. You definitely don't. I don't think they would make it so you have to. But there are a lot of, like, cool things that come up that you're like, oh, I actually, like, know where this is from. And, yeah, it's... Mm -hmm. And it's not from the movies, but it's from these other series. Yeah. Um, well, my prediction: I think this guy is saying Ahsoka, and I think we're going to get Ahsoka at some point.
0: I would this. love that.
1: Right. Because we we do get Ahsoka in the Mandalorian series.
0: Mm, yes, that's, that's an on Disney Plus,
1: and the Boba Fett series that's on Disney Plus.
0: Yes, and she's getting her own series.
1: Yeah, they're planning on making an Ahsoka series, and I just think that they know that Ahsoka is not somebody that everybody's going to be familiar with.
0: So they got to shove her in a bunch of things. Yeah, first. they're going to
1: include her in a lot of the stuff leading up to her series um, coming out.
0: I am totally fine with that.
1: I just think this guy said Ahsoka. I think he was about to say Ahsoka before he got to the phone. <laughs> Go back and listen to it and tell me he's not about to say okay, something. Okay, I
0: will. And you know that like lines up she shows up in Rebels again and she is like a resistance leader. So like if she is part of this like underground railroad of getting Jedi to safety, like that totally tracks with with her character and other
1: series. Yeah. That gets that's a little bit of uh episode 3 stuff.
3: Oops.
1: But we'll get it oh, we'll get in uh, in the after after the closing song we'll get into that because i have a lot of questions about that okay okay so that yeah somehow somehow this uh jedi though when the grand quizzer like stopped the third sister from killing him he somehow just like runs away (laughs) there's a lot of like silliness in some of these uh like fight scenes that i'll get into throughout the series but yeah he's able to like just like run away and they don't like run after him uh I don't know what their deal is. Like, I feel like the <laughs> the Inquisitors don't like running or something.
0: Oh, yeah. I think that's 100% what it is. Yeah. I used to take Krav Maga, and my instructor was like, this was made by a bunch of, like, old fat dudes who just want to get shit done and not really work up a sweat. And that is the vibe that I get from these inquisitors. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but we find out that uh, the third sister, who is being made to be, like, the super bad guy, she... She is really trying to hunt down Obi-Wan Kenobi specifically.
0: Yeah, everyone else is kind of like giving up hope on finding him. And she's like, no, I gotta find him. He's the worst.
1: Yeah, and we don't know why that is. Right?
0: I think it's just like, if there was a list of famous Jedi to hunt down to like become more famous, like he's at the top of the list. It's like Yoda, then him, and then all other people, sure, are under that. Okay. I think she just really wants to make a name for herself.
1: You think that's all that is? You don't think there's gonna be like a backstory?
0: Yeah, I think that, that's that's it. Yeah.
1: Okay. We'll see. Oh, but uh these these three inquisitors here, I believe two of them are in rebels.
0: Yeah, the Grand Inquisitor and the Hammerhead Shark guy are in Rebels. I do not think Third Sister
1: okay. isn't it. So but that makes sense. Or so if she they... is,
0: she looks different.
1: So they made like a another Inquisitor for this series so that they didn't have to like worry about the lack of intensity that they had (laughs) yeah
0: which is fine because you never really know how many inquisitors there are
1: yeah they're just kind of like an infinite supply of evil characters to use basically Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but yeah so the third sister really wants to find Kenobi and the grand inquisitor and the fifth brother are like stop just (laughs) stop with that basically (laughs) the the Grand inquisitor the the fifth brother are just like they're kind of (laughs) chill maybe it's just relative to to the third sister but damn they they don't really give a crap (laughs) it's like they're just out there doing their thing they're just trying to get paid
0: (laughs) yeah but she is like menacing and is like gonna back it up and you know i bet like they're always telling her to like they're trying to shut her down all the time. They're like, "You're too aggressive. Stop worrying about Obi wan And I bet you know if she was a man, they would be a little bit chiller about it. I feel like this is some galactic level sexism going on.
1: Oh, really? You think so? Well, we—I have some—I have some serious uh, sexism questions later. Oh,
0: okay. So do I.
1: <laughs> okay, let's let's actually get to Obi wan being in the show.
0: That would be good. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> so we go to this. Um, we have this like aerial shot of this like massive sand creature that has been killed in the desert
0: yeah like a sand whale or something it looks like a stingray yeah it's weirdly like an aquatic looking
1: beast in In the the sand in the mandalorian and rebels i believe there's like a couple scenes on tatooine where like there's like these giant worm monsters Mm -hmm. that also like bury in the sand but this is not that this is like uh it looks like yeah it looks like a stingray um but it's it's gigantic and basically there's like a an operation going on of like essentially it's like like factory workers who are like checking in they're basically just like harvesting the meat off of this giant dead creature and obi-wan is one of the factory workers
0: just trying to blend in
1: i have a big thing from this okay but do you want to say anything else about this scene before i get my thing
0: well, there is like a moment where it seems like every day at the end of his day, he slices off a little bit of the meat yes. in his pocket, and I'm like, "How are you not getting caught? Like, how are you not fired oh. from this job? You keep stealing meat from?":
1: Well, I didn't really care why, about him, why he was not getting caught, but I think this is, I think this is literally the first thing we see Obi-Wan do in his appearance in the show as he's like stealing meat from his job. And it's, like, just immediate, like, imagery of just the fact that Obi-Wan is, like, not really practicing Jedi ways anymore at all.
0: Oh, yeah, he is not the guy you remember.
1: Yes. He is, um...
0: Totally different now.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't... I'll, I'll just say it now. I He kind of sucks.
0: <laughs> oh, really? <laughs>
1: Don't... Do you think he's cool in this so far? I mean... I have sucks. always
0: loved the character of Obi-Wan and the actor of Ewan McGregor. So, like, there is a default fondness in my heart for for him. I don't, I didn't, I was like, he's down on his luck. Things are different. I don't know that I was like, mm, he sucks.
1: Okay. I mean, th- this alone is not why I think he sucks, but Ewan McGregor is fine in this. He's doing a good job. But mm-hmm. the way they wrote Obi-Wan, I, in my opinion, is for him to be like, Wow, this guy sucks now. <laughs> like that's how I feel when I watch this guy. Okay. Um so, stealing meat. Uh we get a little uh scene back at his his cave from the episode. Oh, there is four. a
0: moment where one of the workers in front of him isn't getting paid his full wages or whatever, and there's like Obi-Wan gives the like foreman or whatever like a look like he's going to say something but then he doesn't like he distinctively yeah. does not do this jedi hunting themselves thing where he stands up for somebody in need he's just like mm, nope in hiding goodbye
1: yeah right off the bat this is just like you get obi-wan's new vibe which is that he is not doing cool jedi things <laughs> um so yeah we get we go back to his cave so that was kind of cool to see that it was the same it's supposed to be the same cave from episode four right
0: Maybe that makes sense. Yeah, It looked,
1: it looked similar. So that was cool. I did not get everything here, but I, um I know there's some stuff that I'm skipping over here. If you want to jump in.
0: Well, just, he has a little Jawa friend who comes to like sell him some stuff. And one of those things is like a part that the Jawa stole off of his like moisture collector or whatever. And I just love like Obi-Wan calls him out on and he's like, well, you know, you could at least clean it if you're going to sell me back my own parts. And this, jawa's just like deadpan is like cleaning costs extra like does not deny that he's stealing <laughs> his parts at all he's just like i could clean it but you're gonna have to pay for it
1: yeah that yeah that was that was a cool obi-wan moment but then the the the, the jawa is like oh i just um salvaged like an old jedi ship which i think is supposed to be the jedi the the jedi from before his name is nari
0: Yeah, I think it's his.
1: his Yeah, it's like his ship. And he just like, and he has like a belt or something that is from like the Jedi wardrobe. Mm -hmm. And he shows it to Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan like doesn't even flinch. He's just like, he's just like, nope, I don't want this belt. And he gives it back to him like, yeah, we're like, it's just so many of these things back to back to back. We're just like, okay, Obi-Wan is just does not care about anything Jedi related. No, that it's
0: does not care i feel like it's he put these things away because that's what he must do to survive
1: i guess i mean like but he doesn't have to steal meat from his work to like mask his identity
0: i think he's just poor
1: yeah that it's that too but he could still like be like oh i'm still gonna like do the like the good things that the Jedi taught me, but not do anything of like the use the force or use my lightsaber so that people know yeah. that the jedi, yeah, but he's go totally just like I don't want anything to do with the jedi in my opinion uh so he's uh he goes to sleep, he starts having these like flashback dreams, we get more of like a like montage flashback dreams of like episodes one two three
0: mm-hmm. so he, and
1: he's like having these dreams about Anakin, I'm not sure if they're gonna mean anything later if we're gonna get more of these.
0: At the very least, he's haunted by his past, still.
1: So. Yeah, I guess that's all it's trying to show. And he wakes, he wakes up, and in this moment, this is the first moment where he actually tries to, like, talk to Qui-Gon, his former master. Yes. Um, Unsuccessfully.
0: So, like, by the end of this <laughs> series, we're, like, definitely gonna get some forced ghost action. Like... Yeah,
1: I was gonna say, Liam Neeson better be in this shit, right?
0: <laughs> At some point,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he's he's super unsuccessful. Like it's it's been ten years since Yoda gave him. I don't know what Yoda like told him to do, but clearly he has not had any success. Whatever yeah. this is, um, I don't know how he's been training, but he literally just wakes up and it's just like, I would really like to talk to you right now, Master. <laughs> and that's like that's like all he ever says to try to talk. He doesn't like do like a, like meditation pose yeah. or anything like that he's just like casually just starts talking into the void and hopes that yeah. <laughs> I, it doesn't seem like, like he's doing anything he's special
3: yeah,
1: yeah. He, I don't know I don't know what he's supposed to be practicing or how, what the what the <laughs> the science behind this force <laughs> ghost stuff is so he's gonna get in his on or on his like camel and he's actually gonna go to like the clips like outside of uh the Luke's and Uncle Owen, and what's the what's the aunt's name?
0: Veru, Veru,
1: Veru. Okay.
0: Solid, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think we
1: see her, but uh, she doesn't have any lines. Yeah. And what do you, what do you think about this? He's just kind of like he's like he's like spying with like binoculars on the on the on Luke that, basically.
0: That felt right. Yeah. <laughs> it felt right. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. It was a little weird, but. We we at least get to know that he's, like, okay, he's still paying attention. He doesn't care about Jedi stuff, maybe, but he still cares about Luke.
0: Yeah. Like, the whole, his whole reason for being there is remains his reason. Like, he's going to protect this kid.
1: Yeah. And Luke is, like, we get a little bit of him, like, pretending like he's, like, a pilot. Like, he's wearing, like, a helmet.
3: Mm-hmm. And he,
1: he looks a lot like, like Anakin looked in, like, episode one, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then when it gets dark out, he like tries to like sneak into, uh, their place and like drop off this, uh, like toy ship that he got from the Jawa, the Jawa. Yeah. So that, cause I guess he just like, I don't know, he just like tried, he's just like trying to be a good uncle, I guess. I don't know or whatever. Uh-huh. He's not even an uncle, what is he? He's he, like guardian, this, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> sure.
3: His yeah.
1: I don't know if he's trying to, like, inspire him to be like his dad or I don't know what he's, like, trying to do here.
0: Yeah, this is weird because, I mean, we'll talk about it a little later. But, like, he he says some stuff later where he's like, there's going to be a day when he has to be trained, which is totally, like, incongruent with other things he says. Yeah. Like, and how he acts like where he he's giving up all this Jedi stuff, but then he's like real insistent that Luke's gonna have to be trained.
1: Yes. And I have a lot to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he drops off this toy and then he's he's heading back home and then Nari comes out of nowhere and is like, Master, Master, I'm so glad I found you.
0: He's just like, I have no idea you have the wrong person. Nope. Goodbye.
1: Yeah, he's like, you must be mistaken. <laughs> But then he eventually caves and kind of, like, doesn't actually say it, but he admits that he's Obi-Wan. And he's just, like, the only advice for Nari is, like, take your lightsaber, go out in the middle of the desert, and bury it. And live a normal life. That's his suggestion to Nari.
0: He's super fatalistic about, like, the whole, he's like, the Jedi Order is gone, we lost, just, no, it's done.
1: Yeah. So, how old do you think Nari is? Like, uh, is he supposed to be, like, one of these kids... From the beginning, you think?
0: I think he's about the right age for that. So what those kids were like, I don't know, maybe around 10. I can't tell how old any children are ever. But I
1: think that adds up.
0: So he's like early 20s, maybe.
1: Yeah, like basically like what Luke's age is in episode four. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And he's like old enough to have remembered some training. Like he has a lightsaber, so he at least got to the point of making one.
1: Yeah. He seems like... He's pretty basic. Yes. Maybe that's why he needed so much energy to stop the knife.
0: That's why he's a dummy, you mean? Instead (laughs) of just moving the knife? You made way too
1: hard on this guy.
0: I mean, it was a fatal mistake.
1: Well, he got away.
0: (laughs) I know, but then he saw his face, face and then he's totally screwed. Like, (laughs) if he had just not done that, he'd be fine.
1: (laughs) This whole idea that you just think, like, you know how... Like, I know how to use the fucking force. This guy's an idiot. Like, what the
0: hell? I feel like I've consumed enough Star Wars that I know that you can just push something <laughs> instead of just having to hold it into place. Like, oh, man. pushing is fine.
1: Oh, oh, that reminds me. I actually saw um, Ewan McGregor on a talk show,
0: uh-huh.
1: like, leading up to the premiere of this. And he was, like, telling this story about how, like, when he's in, like, airports, and he, he does this thing for himself where he, he's, like, going through an automatic door. He, like, just, like, moves his hand a little bit. <laughs> like, he's using the force <laughs> to open the door. Amazing. And he thought, he was like, he was like, I do it for myself, but I kind of hope that people see me do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's, that's incredible. That would be that's so, so amazing to see, like.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. So, basically, he doesn't help Nari at all. He has no, no place in his heart, no compassion anymore, this he guy. He helps
0: him in his own way. He thinks the best thing for this kid to do is just to not be a Jedi anymore and move on.
1: I suppose, but um, yeah, it's not going to work out for Nari in the end. So I would say he doesn't help him at all.
0: Well, that might be because this kid didn't take his advice.
1: Yeah, we don't get to see, we later will not see how Nari got captured and killed, but we will get to see that he got captured and killed. But before that, we finally get to some fun in the show, yes. in my opinion. And we're going to cut to Alderon.
0: Yes, Alderon.
1: Leia. Yes. Which, honestly,
0: up until this moment, I did not expect. Was she in yeah. the trailer at all? I
1: had no idea Leia was in this. I had no idea Leia was in this. Yeah. And not only is she in it, but she is like
0: the driving force of could the could be
1: show. the main character of the show. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um and right away, I, I love this. Like we go we get all these like shots of like a girl like getting ready for like a fancy event or whatever. And then Leia's mom or stepmom, I forget what her name is something Organa. <laughs> uh, yes. She like comes in to like gather her and she like pulls up the veil of the dress or whatever. And it's not Leia. <laughs> which is <laughs> A classic Padme move, right? Oh, yeah. This, I, love the, I love the parallel of that. It's so good. Because um, it turns out Leia's like, she doesn't like all this like senator political dressing up nonsense. She's out like in the woods looking at spaceships, basically.
0: running around, climbing trees, guessing what kind of ship is passing by.
1: Yeah. What are your early thoughts on Leia? Like, just like seeing Leia as a little kid.
0: Oh, well, yeah. First, I was surprised. I had no idea she's in this. Um Then I was like, is this kid really 10? She seems, like, yes. so teeny. She's so small. And her so lines small. seem so grown up compared to her teeny size. But I got over that pretty quickly. I love her sass. She is, like, a, a, she's a good actress. She's a good Leia. I like
1: her. Yes. She's so small. She looks like she's, like, the most mature like six year old you've ever seen
0: <laughs> yes,
1: but she's supposed to be ten
0: and I looked it up, and the actress is actually like the right age, so like this is just a teeny teeny person
1: okay okay, she also has a little the new the new fun droid
0: oh yes of the it's series
1: Lola. is Lola, which is kind of like um it's kind of like a a walkman <laughs> that flies <laughs> yes, around
3: it is.
1: It's like a Walkman that flies around, and it, mm-hmm. so far, it just beeps, and Leia can talk to it, and it's like a, it's like her only f- like true friend, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it's her
0: only friend, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she is very polite to droids. She treats them like people, which yeah. is not a thing common in the Star Wars universe.
1: So I have my... Yeah, I have my note. I wrote down one thing in my notes. I was just like, Obi-Wan sucks. Leia is the best. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I wrote down at one point. Fair. This, this show should be called leia but it's not as much it probably wouldn't get people to watch it as much as calling it Mm obi-wan um yeah so we just got a quick look at leia did you have anything else like in the um the early leia moments
0: well so the whole star wars politics thing is weird like okay so her mom's a queen her dad's a senator but they seem to be groomed she's a princess But they're grooming her to be a senator, and I'm like, why are they not grooming her to one day be queen? Like, what? I don't understand any of the logistics here. Star Wars politics makes no sense.
1: Yeah. I mean, she's not in the bloodline, technically, right? But they don't have an area. They don't
0: have any, like, biological kids, so. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird.
1: Uh, Before anything happens with Leia, we're going to go back to Obi-Wan. And again, right away, right away, we're just going to go back to the meat factory and Obi-Wan's stealing meat again. They're just like, <laughs> they're just hammering Every it away that this guy, <laughs> this guy has no shame anymore.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep.
1: Uh, but he, when he goes back to town, this time, he gets confronted by Uncle Owen.
0: I love this part.
1: Yes. When Ewan McGregor was on the talk show, this was like the clip from the show that they showed. And I was yeah. like, damn, I got to watch this after I watched this scene. <laughs>
0: Well, the reason I love this is there was a comic. I think it was called like Old Wounds or something. And it takes place like when Luke is three. And at this point, Obi-Wan's like hanging out with Luke on the regular. Like they're kind of close. And then Darth Maul with chicken legs shows up and they have a big fight. And at the end of this fight, Owen's like, you are endangering my family. Get, get out of here. Like, you can't be around here anymore. And it, like, explains the whole reason why he's a creeper instead of, like, actually involved in the kid's life that he's supposed to be protecting. But in Rebels, they already did, like, a final Obi-Wan Maul fight on Tatooine, but it didn't actually involve Luke. And so I knew they weren't going to do that in this show, but they, like, kept that tension here, which made me happy.
1: Okay the rebels thing is supposed to be is like considered canon not like yes. the comic that you read the okay. comic
0: is not canon
1: gotcha okay
0: but i love it
1: <laughs> um so yeah i'll throws the the toy spaceship like at his feet basically i'm guessing that mm-hmm. luke never even saw this ship like owen woke up yeah. early saw it saw it outside and just like brought it back to him
0: and yeah, this is when Obi-Wan's like, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna have to be trained. And it's like, you were just telling this random Jedi kid that like, nope, forget it. This is not a thing anymore. But he's real insistent that one day Luke's gonna have to be trained.
1: The end of the clip that was on the late night talk show, This it was the end of the clip where Obi-Wan is saying, he must be trained. And then Owen says, like, you trained his father? Boom. and scene. Get <laughs> wrecked, Obi-Wan. Holy <laughs> shit. Drop the mic. Yes. Oh, my God. He got him.
0: <laughs> Not pulling any punches.
1: Yeah. People actually, I feel like a few times, I don't know if I wrote on notes, but I feel like there are, like, a few times where whoever Obi-Wan is talking to just gets that shit thrown in his face. Like, <laughs> like, remember that time that your Padawan, like, freaking took over the galaxy?
0: <laughs> yeah, that shit's on you, man. Yeah, you, you fucked up. up real bad, Obi-Wan.
1: <laughs> yeah. That scene is great. Oh, but that scene doesn't end there. The Inquisitors, the three Inquisitors, roll up into town right where they're like mm-hmm. having their confrontation. And the third sister starts getting hella aggressive. She's like, Alright, I know you know that there's a Jedi out here. At this point they haven't caught Nari, right? Correct. Yeah, they haven't caught Nari. So I don't know if they're looking for Nari. She's always looking for Obi-Wan, but I think they're like specifically they're they think they're looking for Nari at this point, I think. Correct. Um, but she's like, I know somebody here in this center of town knows that something about a Jedi in these parts and I'm going to start slicing hands off if I don't get any answers she was like damn settle down
0: and then somebody (laughs) got sassy and was like this is the outer rim you don't have any authority here and she's like oh yeah and slashes that lady's hand off she's not messing around she is
1: not messing around holy hell and then she gets she like she's like eyeing up the crowd and she's then she looks at Owen Owen is in the crowd and she's like, you know something. <laughs> and this is the this is a pretty tense scene
2: yeah.
3: that
1: just kind of I don't know why it 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 uh was able to like de escalate, but
3: <laughs> Oh yeah. she's
1: basically like threatening to like kill owen and his wife and luke basically saying like i'm gonna kill your family if you don't tell me what you know and owen's trying to be like real cool about it he's like i hate the jedi they're the fucking worst (laughs) like
0: which i think like i believe he means those words
1: yeah i mean he doesn't hate him as much as the third sister does but yeah but then she's like literally about to kill owen
0: And Obi-Wan's not doing shit. He's just standing off to the side.
1: Yeah, that's actually another big thing. Like, Obi-Wan is watching this, and he's not stepping in to save Owen's life. And, like, the third sister is going to kill Owen. And then for some reason, I think it's the Grand Inquisitor just like, like, no, stop, don't kill him. And then she just doesn't kill him. She just doesn't kill him. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know why that stopped her. And I don't know why the Grand Inquisitor cares that much about, like, saving these, like, random people. I don't know.
0: I think it's just sexism. He's shutting this strong, independent woman down because he's like, no, this is too aggressive. Get back in your lane.
1: I didn't read it that way. It's just that it seems like the Grand Inquisitor and the fifth brother like have some sort of morals that re- that the third sister does not. Uh, so there's like a big contrast between the third sister and the other two.
0: I think, honestly, it's part of the whole sith always be trying to climb up the ladder and usually that involves killing somebody and so like he sees that she's real like she's trying to get noticed by getting obi-wan right like she's she's trying to work her way up the ladder and he's gonna die if she does that so i think he's just trying to tamp her down wherever he can so she doesn't kill him one day or something you know
1: but like i don't know like isn't at the end of the day like this operation that is going on right now on Tatooine for the Inquisitors. Like, this is the Grand Inquisitors. Like, he's the general here, right? So, like, regardless of how they get any Jedi that they find on Tatooine, like, wouldn't he get credit for it?
0: But... Also, I I don't think he really wants to do too much work. Like, he's okay if they don't find his Jedi.
1: He's not doing the work. He's letting the third sister kill Owen. Like, I don't don't know. I don't understand the morality of these characters fully. I don't know.
0: Maybe there's, like, paperwork that he'd have to fill out for every civilian she kills. And he's just like, I can't. I I don't think that's the case. It's too hot. I'm done.
1: I don't think the inquisitors operate with, <laughs> with like you don't paper think there's trails. a whole lot of
0: bureaucracy in no. the uh, empire. No.
1: They probably have a list of former jedis they're hunting and that's it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so Owen doesn't die. He sh- he should have, I'm just going to be honest. As the as the situation was presented on the show, he should be dead, <laughs> but he's yep. not. Um yeah, then they set up this rivalry which you kind of set up before. Basically, there's like a rivalry between the fifth brother and the third sister, and they're both like kind of trying to become the Grand Inquisitor. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like some inter politics between the Inquisitors uh, going on here. Yeah, and but they have very different methods. Yes, I don't really. We don't really get into what the fifth brother pl- plan is to become the Grand Inquisitor.
0: <laughs> I think it's just like follow the rules and do what the Grand Inquisitor likes.
1: I guess you just like eventually you'll get your dues. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then we're going back to Leia. What do you got?
0: Um. I have Leia's cousin is an absolute dipshit. <laughs> um. She's got family that's coming to visit. They're doing like a some sort of state dinner. I think her uncle is also a senator. Um. And she gets stuck at the kids' table with her cousin, who's just like. She she gets served some food from a droid or whatever. And she thanks the droid. And he's like, why would you do that? <laughs> and she's like, because cause I have manners. What are you talking about? And he's like, we don't have to thank lesser people. Droids are. Gross. Lower
1: life forms.
0: Yes. <laughs> and she's like, well, then I guess I don't have to be polite to you. Like, all about burning.
1: God, oh, dang. Leia and Uncle Owen absolutely slamming people in this episode. Yes.
0: <laughs> but then she goes like real in depth, like, oh, you're just sad and trying to please your dad and you're never gonna amount to anything. <laughs> and it's like real hardcore. And I think they're like she does stuff like this a couple times and they're like trying to show like that's kind of her using the force. Like she's really in tune with other people because she's got force stuff going on.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't read it as that, yeah. I just I just interpret it as like her superpower is reading people but i guess it could be force related yeah her
0: force superpower is is reading people okay and then destroying them
1: <laughs> we also find out that uh leia has never been off planet uh what else
0: oh c3po is around and that's when i wrote like so they sent obi-wan with luke and c3po with leia like how lame is that this is some more sexism <laughs> at wor- at work like
1: <laughs> oh it i I we haven't even got to the worst of it I think. Yeah. Oh and then we get like I feel like in almost like any like kids based uh show, like drama is like one of the parents or like some family member of the child has to be like super unsupportive of whatever the child has to do.
0: And the other one's the cool one.
1: Yeah, I don't know if there's always a cool one, but there has to be like this this uh family member who's like super hard on you and wants you to be this very specific thing that you don't want to do. And that's mm-hmm. uh That's her mom. Yeah. Her stepmom or whatever. And
0: she's like, you have to apologize to your cousin. I'm like, this is bad parenting. <laughs> like she she needs to teach her the difference between like, okay, maybe don't destroy him. But yeah, he is an asshole and has bad opinions and stand up for people. So I don't know.
1: Yeah. It's something I realized like more recently. Like if you if you just like go watch like every disney movie ever like this is basically the (laughs) the like the center of all the conflicts (laughs) there's a child who is not being heard by her parent basically and then i just have uh yeah leia's gonna get kidnapped and that's where we actually get into the real drama of the show
0: okay but this kidnapping scene like yes
1: (laughs) i have she's
0: (laughs) running away like there's there's the main bad guy and he's got two minions and (laughs) <laughs> he's going to do a slow walk to, you know, show that he's in power. But the other two are, like, chasing her proper. And she's, like, getting under things and going under a tree trunk or whatever. And they're like, oh, no, she went under the tree trunk. I couldn't possibly jump over it. I'll have to go a different way. And it's like, guys, this is not believable at all. Yeah. Just, like, pick up this small child.
1: <laughs> yes, it was a very silly, like, chase scene with this very small child running very slowly with, like, full-grown <laughs> adults trying to catch her.
0: Yeah, they were not trying.
1: Yeah, there's, like, a little bit of, of a spot in, like, the second episode where we get a, a, something similar to that mm-hmm. as well. But this is not her using the Force. She's not, like, slowing down her. No. No, she's just okay. She's
0: teeny and they're lazy.
1: You're not gonna give her credit for using the Force here.
0: <laughs> no, no. They're just bad kidnappers. Yeah.
1: It's like a silly kids like Jason, yeah. It's, it was whatever.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, Leia's gonna get kidnapped and then uh the Organas are gonna call Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan opens this like, he starts hearing this noise and he opens up this like box that he hasn't opened up in 10 years and it has like mm-hmm. a, a whatever, Lucky a comlink. Yeah, or <laughs> a comlink or whatever it is. The Organas are like, you have to help us, Obi-Wan. Like, you're the only one that knows who she is. So we can't ask anybody else to, like, go get her because we'd have to, like, explain why it's, like, such a big deal. Or I don't know. I don't know why they couldn't get somebody else, honestly.
0: Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Because, like, as the child of a queen and a senator, like, that warrants them trying to get somebody to get her back, you know? Like, it be taken seriously. I don't know what more gravitas they need.
1: Yeah, I don't, yeah, it didn't really make sense. But um, yeah, of course, Obi Wan is gonna help them, right, sir?
0: No, he's like, but I don't wanna. <laughs> yeah. I don't do that anymore. Dude,
1: this guy sucks. Like this, <laughs> you can think Ewing McGregor is cool. Mm-hmm. You can think this show is still good, but mm-hmm. the character of Obi Wan is supposed to suck, and that is what he's doing at this moment.
0: Yeah,
1: he's really. He's really just, like, he comes up with, like, the shittiest excuses, too. He's like, I can't leave the boy. Like, I can't leave Luke unattended. Well, yeah, unattended. first
0: he's like, I don't do those things anymore. And he's like, come on, you gotta. And he's like, oh, but I can't leave the boy behind. It's like, well, which is it? You don't do it or you have to do it here? Like.
1: Yeah. And then Organa literally has this line in, in the in this sequence where he's like, she's just as important as he is. Yes, And Obi-Wan has this face for like a second where like, he doesn't say it, but I feel like you can read him and be like, no, she isn't. isn't. (laughs) No, she isn't. You're being ridiculous. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it is like, Obi-Wan, he does not, like he care like with the scene with Owen, like he cares so much to find out if like the Luke is showing that he's force sensitive and Mm -hmm. he does not care at all if Leia is force sensitive. It's so stupid. And this is the most sexist thing in the show, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Of Ob- the character Obi One is is sexist, basically, is what it is, and it's yeah. like, yeah, Obi One is straight up just kind of sucks in these in these early this early episodes.
0: <laughs> but I do think part of it is like little Luke looks like little Anakin, who he actually like interacted with as a small child, and like so that's like tugging on his whatever is left of his heart you know like i guess so feels that connection stronger
1: later on like there he is going to be with leia and he views her as padme
0: but he does get a little emotional at that point about it too i just think because he hasn't seen her or interacted with her it didn't hit him yet
1: maybe i just think he sees her as padme and since padme like wasn't a a Jedi, he, like, isn't even thinking about Leia as a Jedi. Also
0: that, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so this is what I think. I think if you're gonna complain about, like, anything sexist in the show, like, this is what it is right here. It's like, Obi-Wan is not even considering that Leia might be, like, a better Jedi than Luke is, which doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, so basically, we had this conversation, and Obi-Wan's just like, nope, I can't do it. I'm not gonna help you. And then we're just gonna go follow him around some more. He's stealing more meat. We got a third... A third time, he's stealing meat.
0: <laughs> yep, this is clearly his daily habit.
1: Yep. Yeah. and he goes back into town, and then Nari is like hung up in the like the roofing or like some sort of archway, and I guess this is supposed to be like like stepping stones of him like getting his mind changed about whether or not to help Leia. I don't know. They kind of dra- this kind of drags out. It's like really Obi Wan, you're not going to help with Leia. Come on, it's like come on. <laughs>
0: It's like, we have 10 more minutes to fill yet. So he's going to really drag his heels on this.
1: Exactly. And then he like, heads back home, and Senator, Senator Organa actually shows up at his house. And it's just like, come on, do it. And then Obi Wan's like, uh, I guess
3: Fine.
1: so. <laughs> I don't know what he did differently to convince him other than it just Obi Wan was like, wow, you flew here. all the way here i guess it Hard must be serious no you. <laughs> yeah i guess it must be serious that you're here
0: just think of all that time that was lost yeah having to fly there to convince this man to go save a child
1: yeah very silly yeah so obi-wan's gonna go out to the middle of the desert and he's gonna dig up his lightsaber ah like, yes how
0: how does he find it that doesn't make any sense but okay And it's two lightsabers, right? It's his and also um, Anakin's old lightsaber.
1: Uh, And then right at the end, uh, we're getting to the end of episode one. Right at the end of episode one, we find out that the third sister is actually the one who hired the kidnappers to get Leia. I don't know if we know this here, but it, like she did not have permission from the other inquisitors to do this. This is like she's going rogue in the inquisitor mm-hmm. hierarchy and she's just hiring she's people getting on the shit side.
0: done. Yeah. I mean, let's let's be honest. She's yeah. super good at her job.
1: Now, do we know why she thinks that kidnapping Leia will bring out Obi-Wan?
0: Because Obi-Wan and um, Senator organa, bail organa um fought together in the clone war. Like they were associated then. So she's thinking that this is just Bail's normal kid and that just because they're old friends, he'll call on Obi-Wan to come and save his kid.
1: Okay. So you don't think like Vader told her cuz we get we get like something later where like she spoilers Vader is in this series. <laughs> we get like a mm-hmm. thing where like she gets to talk to Vader directly. Like you don't think Vader told her that like this is my kid
0: i don't think he knows that this is his kid
1: oh yeah he doesn't okay okay yeah you're right you're right wait how does vader find out luke is his kid
0: um he feels it in the force
1: oh really (laughs) Uh, okay (laughs) okay
0: just you know force things
1: yeah yeah obi-wan is like okay i'll do it changes his mind and then he like the end of the episode is him getting on a ship and you get to see his the lightsaber on his belt.
0: He is not good at being sneaky. Yes, like, this idiot should have like covered that up in the bottom of a bag, not like it's on his hip and he's just like ha ha lightsaber.
1: Yeah, this is way worse than anything you wanted to get on about Nari for like how he used the force <laughs> or whatever. Like he's literally wearing the lightsaber on his belt, and it's just covered up by like his cloak. And if he ever, like, flips his cloak, you're going to see his lightsaber.
0: <laughs> I half think he wants to get caught just because he's tired and doesn't want to go save <laughs> Leia. He's just like, whatever. I'm done.
1: Uh, I, I think this is actually kind of like just how the Jedi's always operate with the lightsabers on their hips. Even when he, I feel like there are times in Clone Wars where they also don't want to people knowing they're Jedis, and they, they do the same thing. Yeah. It's just, like, the trope of the, sh- the show. The, the Star Wars I think universe. it was
0: really just for, like, that final shot. They wanted to show the lightsaber. You know, it was just an aesthetic, like, film thing.
1: I guess. I mean, we got the reveal out of the box. I felt like that was good enough, but I guess yeah, we but had to see It's different when it. he's
0: wearing it and, like, has accepted it, and I don't know.
1: Yeah, I suppose. But, okay, that's the end of episode one.
0: I forgot to share my favorite Star Wars fact earlier, and it's a good one, and I'll I'll just interject it here. The Emperor's first name is Sheev. S-H-E-E-V. Sounds like Steve. It's not Steve, but he's Sheev Palpatine. That's canon, and it's my favorite Star Wars fact because it's such a dumb name. Oh, really? Yep. Emperor Sheev. (laughs) Okay, we can continue. Okay.
1: (laughs) Okay. So episode two is going to take place. Have you ever seen this planet before?
0: I forget the name of this planet.
1: Okay, they. I believe it's unless this is the city on the planet. One of the guys he talks to early on calls the planet Diano.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I don't think I've seen that planet before.
1: To me, it looked like the like lower levels of Coruscant.
0: It does have that sort of like shitty city vibe yeah
1: yeah it's like a super highly populated like dingy planet basically or wherever, wherever he is on this planet wherever the city whatsoever city he's in is like this and he has like a little bit of a scene like right in the beginning this is the guy that says Diano, where he's like he's like trying to like check to see if he can call like the organas or something and like he doesn't have a single and then the guy tells him like
0: oh no he's trying to track a ship and he just goes up to a random man he's like, I'm trying to track this ship and I lost the signal. And it's like, that is the sketchiest shit. <laughs> like, if somebody comes up to you and he's like, I'm trying to track this car, but I lost signal. Do you have a signal around here? Like, I would be like, goodbye, serial killer. I have to go.
1: It's just like a plot device. At least the way I interpret it, like this is like a plot device to be like, okay, Obi-Wan is not going to be able to call for help on this planet. It's just like, he's up by himself with whatever this he wants to do on this mission
0: and he can't like go directly to the ship he has to do some investigating to find it
1: yeah yeah
0: but also like he is walking around looking peak jedi like he is wearing a big ass dramatic brown cape and like nobody (laughs) else is dressed like this he is not good at blending in at all
1: yeah (laughs) i'm not gonna get into like all the little details that they show on this planet, but mm-hmm. it is a very cool, like like you're really into like, kind of like the world building aspect of star Wars. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So what did, did you like this planet?
0: I loved the moment where there is an old clone trooper, just like begging on the street. And like, he goes through this full face journey of just like recognizing this face that he fought alongside of. And then being like, Oh no, doom. They killed all the Jedi. and just, I don't know. It was a great emotional moment that I really liked. Yeah.
1: So in the in the IMDb page, this this character you're talking about, which is a an old storm or old clone, mm-hmm. um, is listed as the veteran clone trooper. Yes. But I think in Clone Wars they do get into the like some of the clones that get they remove their like chips in their head that make them yes. execute Order sixty six,
3: mm-hmm. right?
1: So this clone trooper is one of those clones that just didn't have the, the chip in their head, right? Wait, Otherwise, is it? It has to be. Okay, so specifically, I, I I'm surprised you weren't on my same page with me on this. This is Rex, right?
0: Is it Rex?
1: I think this is Rex. So Rex, is a clone trooper from the Clone Wars that in the Clone Wars animated series is like, is he a general or a captain?
0: Yeah, he's like one of the higher ranking ones. Yeah. He's the one that's around the most.
1: He most closely works with Anakin, I believe.
0: And then he's in that those last two episodes with Ahsoka.
1: Yeah, he works a lot with Ahsoka. Just go back and look at his armor hmm. that he's wearing. I think this is Rex.
0: Well, that's depressing.
1: Rex is one of the clones that gets his chip removed, right? That is something. Yes. That, okay, yeah, okay. I think this is Rex.
0: Well, wait, we see Rex again in Rebels, I thought. We do. Which is after this. Yeah. So there's a solid maybe.
1: I don't know why this guy's wearing his armor, other than just to be like, hey, doesn't this look like Rex's armor? Like, why would he be wearing his clothes (laughs) trooper armor ten years later?
0: Well, I think, like, other troopers who didn't get their chip removed did just kind of unceremoniously get fired from the army at a certain point and are just around the universe. Like, I don't, it's not like they cleaned up after them either. So like, in theory, there should be a bunch of clone troopers around somewhere.
1: Hmm. And then Rex is also in the animated series, Bad Badge, correct? Um, I believe he shows up in that. So yes. Yeah. So there's another animated series on Disney plus called the Bad Batch, which is basically, like...
0: Right after Order 66.
1: Yeah, it starts right after Order 66, where it's, like, a bunch of... There was, like, this team of clone troopers that were, like, slightly modified to have, like, super... Kind of, like, enhanced abilities to be, like, super strong, or they're, they're not totally identical.
0: Mm-hmm. So they're considered, like, a bad batch of clones because they're not exactly the same as everyone else. Yeah. But they're like specialized in certain areas.
1: They, or most of them, or some of them, were able to like remove their chip in their head.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And they might might have had like some sort of resistance to Order 66 at first, but it like took longer to activate in them because they were like different. And then some of them were able to get their chips removed. So the Bad Batch animated series, which I don't think it ties in as much in terms of like the coolness of the Star Wars world, uh, what did what did you think of the Bad Batch series? I
0: think the opening series, the opening scene of the Bad Batch, is great because it is one of the main characters from Rebels as a young Jedi, like escaping Order sixty six, and that was fun. Other than that, it hasn't really tied into other things yet. There's a second season coming soon, though, so it's it's got room to grow.
1: Yeah, but it does a it does a bit more of like explaining these these like clone troopers who didn't get forced to kill jedis basically then they're yeah. and what they're doing after order 66 but yeah well i think this is rex i'm convinced
0: oh i'm going to have to go back and look at that armor now
1: <laughs> i don't know if rex isn't supposed to like not know not realize that that's obi-wan or if obi-wan is like damn that's rex and i'm not going to say anything <laughs> cuz he's so like, oh, like i think obi-wan knows who this guy is really i hmm. i think he knows it's rex
0: okay. and
1: he's just not not having it he doesn't care about anything except whatever he's rescuing leia and he's not gonna do anything jedi
0: he wouldn't know that rex got his chip removed because that happened entirely at the end with ahsoka so there's no way for him to know even if it is rex for him to know that it's safe to be around him i don't even know if he knows about the chips like there's there's a lot of information he doesn't have and i can see how just Any clone trooper, regardless of how close they were before, is just going to set off alarm bells in his head, you know?
1: I suppose. they. I mean, they had a way, maybe it was just their different armors or something, but they had a way, like, even when the Jedi were working with the clone army in the Clone Wars series, like, they know the names of all these different clones, even though they look all the same. Mm -hmm. Now, they all have, like, different haircuts, or they might have, like, different scars, or their armor just might be different, and maybe that's the only way they can tell. But I don't know. I get I, I I see what you're saying. Maybe he doesn't know that this is Rex.
0: Or even if he does, he doesn't know that it's safe.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then um he's gonna get approached by a local who's like trying to sell him drugs.
0: This is the worst drug dealer. I mean, she's a child drug dealer, so like I don't want her to be good at her job or whatever. But like He's like, nah, I don't want any drugs. And she's like, well, here's the first taste. And she just hands him like a big old ball of drugs. Like, just yeah. this is so many drugs.
1: Yeah. Do they, do they even use the word spice here? I don't think they do.
0: Yeah, she goes through a couple different names for drugs. I forget if it was spice that she mentioned or not. I, I feel like spice is the go-to Star Wars drug to talk about. So I feel like it should have been, but I don't remember now.
1: Yeah, I didn't even realize that there were, like, different kinds of drugs in the Star Wars universe. I thought, like, everything was just called spice.
0: Ooh, I learned about all the different kinds of drugs in the Star Wars universe when we did D&D Star Wars. Because that was in the book. They're like, you can get all these different kinds of drugs! I was like, okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I did forget about that. Okay, yeah. And then, basically, some kid is gonna overhear that, like, Obi-Wan saying, like... I'm looking for my daughter. I'm looking for my daughter. Basically, needs help or whatever. And this kid's like, "Oh, I." This kid comes up and he's like, "Oh, I know how who you can get help from. I know a Jedi." <laughs> and this, this was fun for me. This whole scene. Oh yeah. What yeah. tur- It turns out that there's this guy, <laughs> who's like helping people, but also conning them at the same time by pretending to be a Jedi. And it, the actor is, um
0: Kamal. Nanjiani from, yeah. um, he was in one of those Marvel movies, The Eternals, Eternals right? yeah. And he's on uh, Silicon Valley.
1: Yeah, I I know him from Silicon Valley. That's the first thing I've ever seen him in.
0: Oh, yeah, he's, he's amazing in this. And I he's want every episode to have his character in here.
1: <laughs> he's in more episodes. Oh, is he? He's listed as being in four episodes on IMDb out of the six. And I think we've okay. only seen him in one so far.
0: Right, yeah. And he's like... Spoiler alert! Not in the third one, so yeah. he must just be in the rest from there, which is great because this character is amazing. Yeah, he's very dramatic. Like, I am entering your mind to control it as a Jedi.
1: Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's like... like
0: on comms with a like a partner of his, and so the other guy's pretending to like have his brain controlled, and it's <laughs> it's so yeah. over the top. he's, he's,
1: he's, he's using like force influence like mind influence over a walkie-talkie which is never we've never seen that before <laughs> right
0: oh yeah i don't think so <laughs> That
1: like no jedi we've ever seen has done that and he's like doing it <laughs> but these people are like eating it up um and he's also using like magnets to like move stuff around and he's using mm-hmm. like remotes to like close the doors and, so that people think he's like using the force just yeah. like a little bit to like prove that he's a jedi and like that's it and Obi-Wan gets to watch this like whole interaction with like this family <laughs> who's basically like this world sucks and it's like almost impossible to get off world and he's like helping this mom and his kid get off and world and i think
0: the kid specifically is like force sensitive so like they're trying to go into hiding
1: i wasn't sure if that was real or if he was like that was part of the con as well that he was like trying to tell her that the kid was force sensitive i don't know i have a lot of questions about this character <laughs> um but regardless it, it was like this was, like, really fun Star Wars to me. Like, the, it's almost, like, meta oh, yeah. of, like, now there's a guy pretending to be a Jedi when he's not. <laughs> so funny. Um, but Yeah, but basically Obi-Wan's gonna watch the whole thing play out before he, like, confronts him. And then he's gonna, like, <laughs> shake him down a little bit. Somehow, he gets him to, like, tell him where they might have Leia.
0: And he happens to be right.
1: Yeah, and it's just, like, right. And it's, like, yeah, it's a little bit of, like, low-probability things hitting over and over again. (laughs) Like, very quickly, Obi-Wan finds where Leia is through, like, an insane amount of luck, I would say.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But it's Star Wars, so you have to say it's the Force.
1: Yeah. And I kind of just yada yada in my notes at this point. I think, Mm -hmm. like, I think this is a lot, there's a lot of cool stuff here where he, like, goes to, like, a drug house where they're making drugs. But yada-yada... He gets Leia. <laughs> That's what yeah. I would say. He already finds Leia. So then the Inquisitors are going to be on this planet now. I think the other, yeah, the other two Inquisitors are like pissed at the third sister. They're like, why, how could you do this? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what the deal, I really am confused by what the deal of these. They the Grand should be excited
0: like. <laughs> that they have a possibility of catching Obi-Wan, but instead they're like, why did you do, why didn't you listen to what you were supposed yeah. to do?
1: Yeah, I'm actually, like, really interested in, like, the whole dynamic, the Inquisitors. This actually makes a little sense because this is actually, like, she executed a plan by herself that might mm-hmm. capture Obi-Wan. Whereas before, it was, like, this is all the Grand Inquisitor's, like, operation here. So I didn't understand uh, why they had so much beef on Tatooine.
3: Mm-hmm. But
1: she's actually, like, going behind their backs here. which So it's kind of making yeah. sense now. So basically... Obi-Wan has Leia now, but now they're just, like, stuck on this planet and they don't have a way off. And the third sister is going to, like, basically go into the bounty hunters uh, system and, like, list Obi-Wan as, like, this super high target so that all the bounty hunters in the area are going to, like, be hunting down Obi-Wan in the city now.
0: There is, like, a dinosaur guy that's a bounty hunter, and that was super cool. <laughs> I
1: like I like seeing all these, like, random bounty hunters.
0: Yeah. There's a part where they're like trying to escape and blend in and he stops off to like buy her a little cloak like it's like a little green raincoat and it's like adorable. But then she's like looking at gloves and he's like no we can't buy these gloves right we gotta go and then like immediately he just gives in and buys these gloves for her like she's got him wrapped around her finger and she didn't even try. (laughs) He's just like okay you want it sure fine.
1: But, like, it's so weird because it's, like, I feel like in the back of his mind, he's like, man, I do not have enough money for this. (laughs) And that's just, like, such a weird issue for a Jedi to have. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, but then we go back to, okay, the um, Kamal Najiani Mm -hmm. character. His name is uh, Haja.
3: Right. the, the The
1: fake Jedi guy. Yeah. And the kid that brought Obi-Wan to Haja, like, runs in. He's like, dang, like, look at this. This guy, this guy Obi-Wan was like, had this huge bounty on him, and we just, we had him, like, right here. We missed it. And Haja, like, very quickly, like, acts like he's just like, dang, oh, I guess we got to go hunt him now. And he, like, picks up a gun and they go. So it's like, oh, okay. Haja's, like, also a bounty hunter or whatever as well. Mm -hmm. But then when they're getting hunted, by all these bounty hunters and they start getting like a gunfight when like obi-wan's getting fired at like a bunch of different angles eventually they get he gets cornered by a bounty hunter in like an alley and then haja just comes up from behind and shoots and kills the bounty hunter that like is about to get them
0: yeah and then he like holds off some more bounty hunters or like lets obi-wan go yeah like and i think like if, if he's coming back in other episodes, what we're going to find out is, like, as a kid, like, a Jedi saved him or whatever. And he really looks up to the Jedi. And that's why he does this all, like, pretending to be a Jedi scam. And so, like, that's going to be why he's been helping Obi-Wan this whole time.
1: Like, that's with very
0: little pressure. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen.
1: Okay. I I've, I thought this was, like, some super long con.
0: Well, might be that, too.
1: So what happens here is that Haja basically, like saves Obi-Wan, and then gives him, like, instructions and, like, coordinates to go to and, like, basically get on this, like, automated cargo ship that's leaving the world and basically helps him get off planet, but at the same time tells him, like, specifically go to this spot, like, once you get to this planet or whatever. Mm -hmm. He straight up helps him despite, like, everything we've seen up to this point makes it seem like why, like, we don't know why the heck he's supposed to be, is going to be helping him here i don't know i still feel like it should be like some sort of long con but maybe it'll be what you're saying
0: i do want him to be like a nice guy at the end i like this character
1: i like him as like um he's like a a funny bad guy you know like Mm. he's not like he's he's a bad guy with like some level of morals you know (laughs) or he like wants to get credit i want it to be like he wants to get credit for the capturing of him but he doesn't want to actually like get his hands dirty and actually like Mm. kill Obi-Wan himself or whatever. He just like, he seems like a con man basically is what he's, what he seems like to me.
0: I mean, yeah, he is a con man, but I, I I want him to be a con man with a heart of gold. So at the end of the day, he'll, he'll do the right thing.
1: Yeah. I think it's going to, he's going to be one of the more interesting characters. Yeah. And then, uh, before they're able to escape the planet though, the third sister kind of like has a confrontation with Obi-Wan, uh, before they get on like the, the ship to leave the planet.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: and the third sister is kind of like stalking Obi-Wan and she gets interrupted by the Grand Inquisitor yeah. and he rolls in and is like, stop it they, he doesn't even realize that Obi-Wan's in the room I don't, I don't even right. know if he does Yeah, yeah. and he's, he's like, stop it <laughs> like, like, stop trying to obsessively capture Obi-Wan even though he's in the room right now <laughs> and then the third sister just like straight up kills the Grand Inquisitor Yes. Right? What the hell is this?
0: Like the Inquisitor dies in Rebels. The Grand Inquisitor yeah. dies in Rebels. So like, I guess he's not really dead. Like, just like we were saying earlier, Star Wars loves to slap some robot parts on people and bring them back. He's, I think he's just not really dead.
1: So when the trailer for Obi-Wan came out, mm-hmm. and people saw the image of the Grand Inquisitor in Obi-Wan, Yeah. He doesn't really look like he like I
0: mean, he has the same head markings. It's just his forehead isn't tall enough.
1: Yeah. So the Grand Inquisitor in Rebels is like I want to say he's bluer too to some degree. Or is he actually yeah, and his like forehead is kind of like really big, but he has these like kind of like two lightning bolt things on the front of his head. And this guy also has those lightning bolt things, but he has like, you know, like a somewhat human-sized head.
0: Yes. I mean it's a little bit bigger than you'd expect, but it's not. The height of the rebels, Inquisitor. But like, also people in rebels don't really look entirely like people either. Like, it's got a weird style to it. So, I think it's supposed to be the same guy.
1: Okay, you think, but it doesn't make sense though. Then, right? Other than you're saying he's just not going to be dead.
0: Yeah, I think he's he's not going to be dead.
1: Okay, I don't know.
0: He will come back. Dramatically I think he should later. be dead,
1: but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I was thinking maybe there's a chance that like they heard because people were kind of like complaining about the look of this character. I was wondering if they were just going to be like, oh, people didn't like the way this guy looked, but we've already filmed X amount of scenes. So let's just, like, put this extra scene in where, like, the third sister just, like, kills him. <laughs> and we'll just pretend that this Grand Inquisitor is not the same Grand Inquisitor <laughs> from, the, from Rebels. I don't I, know.
0: I think by the time the trailer came out, they had too much filmed for that. You know, like, because in the next episode, it really goes into, like, now there's this power void you know and there's a struggle to see who's going to become the grand inquisitor so like that feels planned
1: but the grand inquisitor should like still be the grand inquisitor whenever this obi-wan show ends right according to the rebels
0: yes which is why i think he's fake dead right now
1: so do you think we're going to get like the grand inquisitor isn't actually dead he's going to come back and then like kill the third sister by the end of this yes Okay, so you you think the third sister is just this? The third sister is just the Obi Wan series. We're not going to get more of her. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that 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 kind of makes sense, I guess. Do you think he's going to have a a bigger forehead later in the series?
0: Like somehow, what yeah. he needs to do to bring him back to life gives him a bigger forehead. Yeah. I would love that, but I don't think so.
1: <laughs> yeah. the The way he died was like lightsaber, like straight through the gut, like, yeah, like a. Like a not not like slicing his torso off, but like a stab through mm-hmm. the gut. So it wouldn't make sense if they, anything about him changed besides that. But okay, yeah. I, I I thought I was remembering correctly that this Grand Inquisitor was like should be alive. So mm-hmm. I, I'm glad you could clear that up for me. Okay, and then the other big moment, and I didn't, I this was not something I thought about coming into watching the series, is that basically the the third sister is going to, like, tell Obi-Wan that Anakin is still alive.
0: Uh, I did not think that he didn't know that. Yeah. But he is shook by this information. Yes,
1: this is, like, the awakening of Obi-Wan to some degree. It, it sparks a little bit of a change in his demeanor after this, yeah. where he finds out Anakin is alive. Um, and I thought this was really cool. And this made sense to me as, like, okay, this is why they released episode one and two together. This is kind of, like, the big moment, I guess, that he finds this out.
0: The kind of ending that'll bring you back for the next episode.
1: And then, weirdly, like, once they do get on the ship and they do get away, he, like, starts to, like, feel Anakin's presence in the universe. (laughs) Because now that he's been told that he exists. I don't Mm -hmm. know. And he he kind of gets, like, trolled by Leia throughout their kind of, like, talks where she's like, are you really a Jedi? I don't know if you're really a Jedi kind of thing. And it's like, mm-hmm. I think we're supposed to also be thinking, like, wait, does, can Obi-Wan even use the Force anymore? And then there's, like, there is a moment where he has to use the Force to, like, save Leia. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, like, it's a little bit of a struggle for him. Right. Yeah. Like it didn't seem easy for him to use the Force.
0: Yes. And like up to this point, like she's been expressing a lot of doubts about him. She's like, maybe you were sent to kidnap me. I don't know that I trust you. And I feel like that moment when he catches her with the Force, she's like, oh, okay. Maybe I will trust you more now. (laughs)
1: But this is a little bit of like like he, like it seems even though he's supposed to have be doing this thing to like talk to Qui-Gon like it seems like he has just literally like not practiced anything Jedi related for 10 years. Yeah. And is almost like almost by choice just like tried to lose all his powers. I don't know. Yeah, I agree.
0: That that's
1: the vibe. He sucks basically. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> But after he finds out Anakin is alive, he's like he- hearing voices in his head and like up Anakin's voice and stuff. I don't know.
0: Reliving his trauma.
1: Yeah, but he's like, he's like able to confirm to himself that the third sister is telling the truth Mm -hmm. because now he can feel Anakin. I don't know. It's a little weird. He
0: like decides to reach out with the force and feel around the universe, I
1: guess. (laughs) Yes. I don't know. And then we get to see a quick cut at the end of the episode. We get to see Vader. He's like, he's like sensing Anakin, sensing Anakin. And we get Vader's face without the helmet. I think this is Hayden Christensen. Like you can't tell it's him at all. Oh yeah, it's,
0: it's a heavy amount of makeup.
1: You might actually never know that Hayden Christensen was in this <laughs> because Right. Yeah. Which is cool that they got him to play Vader.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Another another thing that happened on the uh talk show with Ewan McGregor was he was like Oh, he said the first day he was on set, everybody was like really excited that he was there. Uh-huh. And then um he started like reading lines for whatever they were doing on the first day, and he like could not do the Obi One voice at all. <laughs> like, I don't know why he didn't practice it before he showed up or what. Mm-hmm. Everybody went from so excited to like so disappointed like really fast because <laughs> he like forgot. Oh, no, because he has like his 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 voice is like Scottish or something, right? Yes, that's his like normal voice. So he's doing a voice for Obi One, and he had to, like go back and like relearn how to do it. <laughs> I thought that was funny. And then he also said, like, the first scene that they were talking about how cool it was to, like, be with uh, Hayden Christensen. Mm-hmm. And he, they, were, they were doing their first scene together, and he was, like, getting ready. And then he, like, turned around, and Hayden Christensen was, like, in the full Vader gear when he turned around. And he, yeah. like, l- like actually, like, jumped in fear. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> because he was like, dang, Vader is really scary, and he's really scary in real life. Mm, yeah. I thought that was funny. But yeah, that's all I have for episode two. Do you have anything else?
0: No, I think that covers the first two episodes for me.
1: Okay. So we're going to stop here for Obi-Wan before the closing song. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to talk about in the Star Wars uh, TV show content in general before we close out the episode?
0: I want to reiterate that Ahsoka is the best in Star Wars. Go watch Clone Wars. She's amazing. Um, and then I want to talk about a really weird thing that exists in Star Wars
1: all the all the shows we're talking about are available on Disney plus. Yes. Yeah. So, if you have a Disney you have a Disney plus, all this content is so binge-worthy. Yes. Um Clone Wars is like 7 seasons. Rebels is like a few four... seasons. Yeah. There's a show called The Resistance or Resistance which is it's some it's some timeline in the in the sequel movies. A little bit of one-off. Yeah. You actually haven't watched that yet, right?
0: I haven't watched it, but I think like there's two seasons of it, or maybe there's a second planned season, but the first season is before the um, new trilogy, and then the second season is, like, in between the last two movies of that trilogy.
1: Oh, really? Maybe there's more of it that I haven't watched. And then there's the Bad Batch. We, we're we really recommending the Clone Wars animated Clone series Wars. and the Rebels yes. animated series, though, right? Those are yes. I think those are the big two. Because I think... There's a character in in Rebels named Ezra, who Mm -hmm. is a Force-sensitive kid who gets to be trained by one of the Jedis who got away after Order 66. Yes, And we get to follow his kind of, like, training. I guess he doesn't get to really become a Jedi, but he gets trained by a Jedi, essentially. I believe Ezra is also going to be in the Ahsoka series. Am I wrong about this?
0: No, you are correct, because in her episode in the mandalorian she is searching specifically for information about thrawn who took ezra at the end of rebels so in theory her season her series is going to be about searching for and hopefully finding both of them
1: yeah and if anybody who saw the mandalorian episode with ahsoka she's like in a confrontation with some other bad guy we've never seen before and she's mm-hmm. like i'm looking for admiral thrawn and Admiral Thrawn is kind of, like, the super bad guy, like, final boss in the Rebel series. Right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I haven't watched Rebels in a while, but i uh, that's how I remembered it, so I'm glad <laughs> you confirmed. All right. What did you want to say?
0: Okay. For me, there is one, like, biggest mystery in all of Star Wars, and that is <laughs> it takes place in the epilogue of the final episode of Rebels. And so Kanan, the Jedi who's training Ezra, is, like, a human dude. And the pilot is Hera, who's a green Twi'lek, and they're, like, a couple. And in this montage, you find out that she has had a baby, and this is the first time in all of Star Wars that there is ever any sort of mention of, like, interspecies children. And this kid is just a green-looking human, and I don't know why, and it bothers me. (laughs) And they just like, it's just a throwaway thing. They're like, oh, yeah, they had a kid and look at this green human child. And I'm just like, wait, (laughs) no one said this was possible. What is he always just going to be a green human? Is he going to grow some headtails later? What is happening?
1: (laughs) Yeah, you you mentioned this to me before, I remember. I didn't think anything of it when I watched Rebels, but it is kind of weird. It haunts me.
0: (laughs) I don't know the implications. I I mean... I need someone to, to follow through and under, explain all of this to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. That's my biggest <laughs> mystery of Star Wars.
1: The other series we didn't mention, but they're more recent, is the Mandalorian series and yes. the Boba Fett series, which you liked both both of those as well, right? I did. Okay. Mandalorian was really good. It's It has two seasons, but the I really liked the Boba Fett character that they brought back. He's like... I'm sick and tired of being a bounty hunter and like doing these jobs for other people. And now I'm just going to like do my own thing and do whatever the hell I want. And he like, (laughs) yeah, he basically just like goes to Jabba's palace after Jabba gets killed Mm -hmm. in episode six. And he's just like, like, this is
3: mine now. Yeah.
1: The guy that like tried to take over for Jabba, he's just like, Nope, I'm the one who's taking over Jabba's territory. (laughs) He's like a good guy essentially. Right? Like, yeah, you, it, they get really deep into like his backstory and what he went through between surviving the pit and taking over Jabba's hut so i don't know i thought it, i thought actually thought obi or um boba fett was one of the cooler characters from these uh live action series that they've been doing
0: yeah that i i agree that was that was an interesting arc they gave him
1: all right we're gonna end episode here but stick around for after the closing song if you want a few spoilers on episode three okay so what do you want to talk about next time sarah
0: we had mentioned talking about the quest last time and I, i think that's a pretty good idea
1: so the quest is a disney plus show that is i would say it's a kids reality show engulfed in a scripted super generic fantasy world setting how do you describe how do you describe it yes
0: i think that's as close as you can get to a description i've not seen any show like this before yeah it's
1: a super unique show so it's basically like yeah so there's like a generic plot where like a king has been killed and they need an heir but there's like this evil witch who's like taking over all the towns and the kingdom or whatever nonsense it is
0: And who else to save the kingdom but a bunch
1: of children from Earth, surely? For whatever magical reasons, a bunch of kids from, like, modern time have been, like, teleported (laughs) to whatever this, like, realm is. (laughs) And -hmm. they have to do these, like, amazing race survivor kind of, like, challenges to defeat these, like, creatures to get these stones, which wins them medallions, which we have no idea what the point of any of this is, but it's interesting. (laughs)
0: One of them will become the one true hero, but I they guess. all have to still work together and conflict will happen in theory.
1: So that's what we'll talk about next time. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Other than you and me, I've never talked to anybody who's watched the show.
0: Yeah. They dropped all the episodes at once. It wasn't like a big drawn out to do. I don't, I think it's flown under the radar a bit.
1: All right. That'll be fun. We'll talk about that. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Episode three.
0: They end up on, do you remember the name of this planet? I don't know. It do was not. a planet full of fields.
1: Yeah, it's basically like a, a a planet they're just like farming resources off of. The Empire's farming resources off of.
0: I think like it used to be proper farms and now like the Empire's just mining a bunch of stuff and it's depressing.
1: Yeah. It's a cool like change in setting, but it's not as interesting as the Diano planet. That we were mm-hmm. just on. Um, because they're just like there's not many people there. There's like there's like Imperial Stormtroopers there who are like running the mining operation or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's about it.
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem like there are any sort of civilians on this planet. So like the amount of time they spend pretending that they belong there seems like they should yeah. have gotten caught <laughs> immediately.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So they're basically able to like sneak off of the the ship that brought the automated ship that like brought them there. And then mm-hmm. I didn't even really pick up on this in it when I first watched this, but he has like a device that's like supposed to tell him the exact coordinates where to go once they get to this planet.
0: Yeah. Somebody's supposed to be there for them or meet them there, but they get to these coordinates and like two seconds in, he's just like, Oh, I should have never trusted him. No one's showing up. Oh, yeah. like, calm down for a minute. Like give, give the person time to show up.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of on the same page as obi-wan here like nothing about that haja guy made me think that he was actually helping other than that he did help us but it's fair to be suspicious of what yeah but
0: then you like just don't go there at all yeah
1: that was weird too
0: if you're gonna go there give it more than 30 seconds to see if somebody shows up
1: but yeah basically like some guy alien creature like pig creature was was it Oh, it was like yeah. a pig-like creature, like just like shows up. Like he's like, I guess he's like more of like a local. Mm-hmm. If there are locals on this His planet, name is Freck. Freck. Yeah.
0: I've met guys like Freck.
1: <laughs> um, and he just like picks them up, and they have to like lie about who they are. They come up with the stories.
0: Oh, Leia comes up with stories. She's Leia like, does. no, cool, I. She's like, I'm sick of walking. We're gonna get on this man's truck, and he's gonna take us somewhere useful. Goodbye. You're following me or you're staying on this planet. I don't care.
1: Yeah. eventually they get away. There's there's some shenanigans with stormtroopers.
0: Yeah, like stormtroopers get on the truck, they're on, and then they almost catch on to their lies, and then they leave, and then yeah. they find more stormtroopers.
1: Yeah, there's some shenanigans with stormtroopers, but like eventually they're they're basically like gonna get captured essentially by stormtroopers but then like one of the imperial leaders that like brought the extra wave of stormtroopers to catch them like betrays the stormtroopers and like shoots Mm -hmm. them in the back she disguised herself
0: i think she is an imperial like she joined the army and then like got disillusioned with the whole thing and decided to help people instead
1: but you think, like, is she still, like, in their system as, like, she's in the ranks? Or is she left and just has her, like, uniform?
0: Oh, I think she's still in the the system.
1: Oh, okay. I have a lot of questions about this character, too. Which brings up the fact that, like, I don't fully trust Haja yet either. Okay. Um, but basically, she, like, leads them back to, like, a town. And kind of puts them in this, like uh like hidden back door in this little house so it's like it's like a hiding spot
0: yeah she reveals that there is basically like an underground railroad for force sensitive people at jedi and like this is a stop on the route
1: yeah and there's like a bunch of names on the wall like people who have been through this location that are like force sensitive and like obi-wan recognizes some of them so i guess this i guess this makes it so like okay this is a legit thing but yeah, they, they're like, for whatever reason, they have to like wait for their ride off the planet. So they're kind of just like hiding here. Uh, yeah. But then the Inquisitors show up again on this planet because I guess they tracked that automated ship. But not only did the Inquisitors show up, but Vader is here. Yes, And I was not expecting to see Vader this quickly. Um,
0: oh, yeah, yeah. In the same. series
1: so vader like shows up at this town they're like peeking out the window and seeing what's going on out in this like village and vader just like he doesn't give a crap (laughs) like he's just like he's like pulling people with the force like out of their windows of their homes and then he's just like snapping their neck with the force and like yeah
0: he's like dragging people down the street with the force just so they scream and like bring out like anybody who might like he's expecting like Obi-Wan to pop out and help or something.
1: I guess I don't know. I, I didn't really know what he was going for here but he there was one point. Terror
0: I think is what he's going for. There
1: was one point where he just like grabs his person and just like cracks their neck and kills them with the force and in my head in this moment I just wanted Obi-Wan to like look down at Leia and be like hey Leia that's your dad <laughs> That would have been so Oh,
0: we to traumatize Oh my god,
1: Jesus.
0: Yeah, cuz there is a part earlier in this episode where she thinks Obi-Wan is her dad and she he's just like, mm, nope, sorry."
1: She kind of thinks that, but then at, she also says like, "Oh, you knew my parents at some point." And he like
0: Yeah.
1: Doesn't deny or confirm that, but like
0: I think he confirms that he knew her mom.
1: And then the the only other before we get to like the main fight of this episode, the only other like big setup is that like the the third sister, we find out like I think we like really find out like she's trying to become the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah. Now now that the Grand Inquisitor is dead, I mean I think she wanted that all along, which is why she killed him. Hmm. Um. And she for whatever reason got to talk directly with Vader in this episode, uh, prior yes. to them showing up on this planet. I I don't know if, like, how much Vader is going to be in this the rest of the way. Uh, Or if it's just, like, the third sister is going to become, like, kind of the main person that needs to be defeated in the end of this.
0: Yeah, I think she's definitely going to be the main person. They did set up some also, like, continued that, like jockeying for position amongst the inquisitors like now that there's the the grand inquisitor is no longer in place um so she's like bragging about having talked to vader and then later a different one's like well i talked to vader and like they're all trying to manipulate their way into that position so um yeah whether or not it's obi-wan who defeats her in the end or another inquisitor i still think like she's gonna be the 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 big bad at the end because like you know, you can't defeat Vader in this.
1: Actually, I do want, I didn't write it down, but I do want to get into a bit of the shenanigans of how this, the logistics of this underground railroad. (laughs) So basically there's like, you go into the house and then there's like a secret door that goes into a back room. And then the back room has a secret door that leads to like a tunnel. tunnel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is a one directional tunnel. Like, right. It's just a tunnel that goes you walk in it and you just keep going until you're out of the tunnel, correct?
0: Uh, I would assume so. Yes. Okay,
1: I, I, I'll, I'll say I, after watching episode three, I felt very confused about everything that happened from here to the rest of the episode.
0: Yeah, it seems like Leia and our helpful neighborhood, not Empire working Empire person, go in the tunnel. Yeah, and then. At a certain point, Leia's like, you need to go help Obi-Wan go back. And she does. And then we see the third sister find the tunnel. And then when Leia gets to the end of the tunnel, the third sister is at the end of the tunnel.
1: Yeah. Let me, let me re-describe this. I think even the order that you set it in, I don't think was the order that was presented in the show.
0: Ooh, she might have found the tunnel before the one woman turned back. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so they, basically, Obi-Wan is like, take Leia through the tunnel, I'm gonna confront Anakin. Mm -hmm. Because I have to. He's finally like, I have to do Jedi things.
0: (laughs) Well, Um, as a, like, I need to distract him so that way you can get away.
1: I guess. I don't, I feel like if they just booked it, they could get out of there. But, (laughs) you know. Um,
0: Well, there is, like, they have this weird, like, Jedi radar, where they kind of can feel each other. So, like, he's got to get away from Leia at a certain point.
1: Oh, uh, I, I suppose, yeah. But he decides to do like the Jedi thing in this mm-hmm. moment and actually like step up. So they they run down the tunnel, and he like I don't even know how he got out of the building. But eventually, this the third sister like comes to this house and finds the trapdoor. And I believe this happens before <laughs> Leia tells the imperial woman to turn around
0: yeah i think that's
1: right the third sister is in the house has found the tunnel right and Mm -hmm. then leia's like yo you should turn around and help obi-wan there is no way that if the third (laughs) sister took this tunnel that she did not confront this imperial woman
0: I think what the show is doing is that it's saying she went, oh, there's a tunnel. I'll go find the other end of the tunnel. And I get guess. There, yeah. Which is bizarre.
1: Yeah. I don't know why she wouldn't follow the tunnel. Because then, yeah, like you were saying, later when Leia exits the tunnel, the third sister is already at the end of the tunnel and has killed the like pilot that was going to take them off the planet or whatever. So I don't, it was very confusing to watch. I I don't know why she would have just ran down the tunnel and just caught up. This. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it know. It, it feels like noise. they made, it feel like they made some like weird editing decisions mm. at the last second. I don't know. And then if that wasn't weird enough, Obi-Wan and Vader are going to fight each other.
0: I mean, Obi-Wan's going to be there. Like, and vader wants to fight yeah
1: like i i guess we don't know exactly what vader wants to get out of this fight
0: oh vader is so salty during this
1: yeah which is understandable he's he's pissed like you would be pissed too like he chopped three of your limbs off and left you to die on fire like
0: a hundred doesn't get any worse than that yes
1: (laughs) it doesn't get any worse than that i understand
0: so he starts a fire and uses the force to drag Obi-Wan into the fire. I get it. That It's yeah. a logical response.
1: Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. That may all make sense. But we we literally saw this guy just, like, crack people's necks with the force. Like, he is Thanos, right? Vader is, like, Thanos. He's He should be, like, unkillable, unbeatable, can't stop this guy no matter what. Can't run away from this guy. Shouldn't be able to run away with this guy. Mm -hmm. And then the way that this, like, fight ends is just, like, they, like, make a big wall of fire, like, come up in between Vader and Obi-Wan after Obi-Wan is, like, lying on the ground in pain from being burned previously. And then the Imperial woman actually comes back and is able to help by sending this like droid out to just like slowly walk over and pick Obi-Wan up and walk away while Vader is just standing on the other side of the fire and watching it all happen and doing nothing. (laughs) What is this?
0: Force pulled him back
1: into the fire. A hundred percent. Yeah. This is, this isn't real life. (laughs) What am I watching? What is Vader if he can't just steamroll these guys? Like I don't know. Well,
0: maybe that's the problem. He didn't want it to be oh, he didn't want to steamroll it. Like Obi-Wan was not giving him the fight he really wanted. Like he wanted him to fight back. And really Obi-Wan just showed up like the scared old man being like, "No, please don't find me." I and guess. He needed him to get away and like level up before they could have a proper fight is my only guess.
1: Yeah. I hope they explained this to some degree like you just explained it. Because as I watched it, I was just like, I was like, what is this? What is this? What are we, what are we watching here? <laughs> so I don't know. I, I've, I had very weird, like, it was like the first Star Wars content I've watched in a while out of these, like, TV shows that I was just like, like, this isn't good, right? Like, this just isn't good writing or I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. what they did here. The whole thing was just all over the place. I don't know.
0: Yeah, because it's not even like he was getting shot at and had to, like, duck away. He just literally stood there and watched this slow, slow droid pick up Obi-Wan and walk away with him.
1: Yeah. I just left it kind of, like, having the feeling that, like, they just didn't put as much effort into this Obi-Wan series as they did with um, Mandalorian and Boba Fett. Like, I I, I don't think they're going to explain this. They're they're just going to be like, yeah. This is this is what it is. This is what yeah. we, we just we had shots. The timeline didn't really work out, but we <laughs> didn't want to go back and film anything. So we just put them in this order and you just have to deal with it, I think is what it was. I can't believe we got an Obi-Wan Vader standoff this early. Yeah. Like, there's no way to explain why Obi-Wan would ever not get killed by Vader in a confrontation. Yep. Um, so. But even, th- even what they came up with to, ha- to get away was silly. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're supposed to do, but, it like, I don't know. It was very, It would have needed to be,
0: like, a lot of firepower distracting Vader while Obi-Wan got away. You know? Yeah. It would have to be something big and dramatic that he'd have to deal with instead of putting Obi-Wan back in the fire.
1: Yeah. I mean, and this, like, this is, like a thing with vader i guess like in episode four where he like kills obi-wan finally and then he like turns to walk towards the millennial falcon when they're like trying to escape it's like they just like shoot the door and it closes on vader and like he's like supposedly like powerless to open the door you know it was
3: it's like, like oh well yeah
1: uh, darn it they shut the door so i don't yeah i guess it's just like this is what this is kind of like a star wars trope where it's just like put any obstacle in between the most powerful being in the universe. (laughs) And he won't he won't do any energy to get past
0: it. Everyone's just fundamentally very lazy and can't be bothered to overcome the slightest inconvenience. I
1: guess so. (laughs) I don't know. It's silly. It's silly, but definitely I'm not here for these fight scenes. I'm not honestly I'm just like not here for necessarily Obi Wan at this point. All about Leia. It's Leia. It's third sister
0: mm-hmm.
1: and whatever this Haja guy and this underground railroad thing is like, I feel like yeah. this might be something cool.
0: I am here for Obi-Wan and Vader to have a really emotional moment. Like there is a scene in rebels where Ahsoka fights Vader. And like, that is emotionally fraught. Cause that's like the first time she's seen him since he's turned into Vader. And like, it's very dramatic. And there's a part where she, cuts off part of his helmet and you can hear his real normal voice again and like it's meaningful and dramatic and if they had something like that here where they like connect on an emotional level again that would be good but i don't think yeah we're gonna get
1: that. I, we don't i feel like because you get it in episode four like you don't really need it here them being in the same space was cool but like having them actually fight each other just seemed like a mistake
0: well, I don't even think like like Obi-Wan didn't even really fight here. He like mostly turned on his lightsaber as a flashlight at one point. Like he wasn't really fighting back. He was he was trying to get away.
1: Yeah. I mean, he was there to confront him, but his goal wasn't to like defeat him, yeah. I
0: yeah, it was mostly a distraction tactic.
1: Yeah, but it shouldn't have worked. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I'm I'll, I'm watching the rest of this, but yeah, they're gonna have to do some explaining for me to like be okay with the Obi Wan character at this point.
0: I think he will grow back into Obi Wan.
1: Here's what I want. Here's this. So what? Here's what I'm at. Grand Inquisitor. He's not dead. That's what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. And what if somehow the entire underground railroad is like actually set up by this Grand Inquisitor guy? <laughs> And like it's just Haja, a funnel to yeah, it's just a funnel to the Grand Inquisitor, and then eventually the Grand Inquisitor is like the guy who gets—I don't even know—I <laughs> don't know.
0: He's just at the end going, and you get stabbed, and you get stabbed.
1: But then, like, probably, probably, like the Grand Inquisitor and the third sister are gonna like fight each other so that Obi—and then like Obi, mm-hmm. Obi- like Wan will
0: get away. Yeah.
1: Yeah. While they're fighting,
0: that makes sense.
1: And then that'll be the end of the third sister. That's what we think. Okay.